friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This is a Fort Worth podcast about our community's creators. And you can find us on all the podcast streaming services, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, just look for Fort Worth Roots, social media, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, it is Fort Worth Roots. And if you want to stream it directly off of our website, it is fortworthroots.com. Shout out to our friends at squadstx.com. Uh, Squad STX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by U.S. Army infantry officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts. This is for all boys ages 10 through 16, and you can find all their information on squadstx.com. River Oaks Springfest Car Show is going to be this coming weekend, Saturday, April 30th, at the beautiful Camp Carter that's located at 6200 Sand Springs Road in Fort Worth, Texas. This is a free event. starts at 10 o'clock. They're going to have vendors, pop-up markets, games and events the oscar meyer wiener mobile is going to be there and of course the fort worth roots podcast will be on site talking to people talking about podcasts taking pictures and stuff uh just come see us come check this beautiful 300 and something acre park that's just nestled in the middle of fort worth um it really is incredible all the stuff they got going on out there and they will be giving tours of the facility so check it out 70 plus antique cars trucks muscle cars things like that so it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's free. Come see me. Our guest today is a personality type that we have not had on the show yet. This gentleman is nonstop the entire episode. The amount of energy coming off of this dude is, uh, let's just say, spectacular. I just haven't met anybody that can talk like this dude, but he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot of stories to share, and he's got a very powerful mission. He's the founder and CEO of Body Machine Fitness, which is down in the 7th Street area, located at 2300 West 7th Street, Suite 100. This place is incredible, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about that this episode. A member of the team at Body Machine Fitness reached out to us, AJ Bates, and she set this whole thing up, got me in there, got to take a tour of the facility, and this place is incredible. We're going to talk a lot about that in the episode, but you got to go check this place out. June 4th, they're going to have an event, going to open it up to the public. The website for this gym is bodymachinefitness.com, and you can reach our guest directly uh, for investor information at jsauter at bodymachinefitness.com. And as much as we talk about the gym and what they've got going on out there for the physical side of it, we get into a lot of stuff dealing with uh, brainwave and harmonics and light signaling and sound energy wave, brain hacking, and just a ton of stuff that I did not expect to get into. But this is a truly unique experience out there at Body Machine Fitness, and uh, I'm just glad that they invited us out there to check it out. So... All right, that's enough out of me. Please give it up for the very energetic and amazing Jeremy Sauter. Let's start the show. <laughs> How did you know that was good? Um, because... You got um, like a meter? Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm I'm used to uh, what other people like as opposed to myself. Got it. So everybody's got kind of a, a threshold for it. But first time you hear your voice like this, yeah, it's very off-putting. It's it very, is. It's unsettling. <laughs> and uh, I heard something not too long ago that uh, kind of blew my mind, but it's 100% true. You have and never will hear your own voice. That's true. Because anytime you hear it, it's a recording. 
or whenever you speak, yeah. you know, you're hearing it through your nasal passages and right. through your chest. And so you never will hear your actual voice. That's true. So when I hear myself played back, I'm always like, that's how I sound? That's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it probably, I, I probably recorded and edited and then produced 40 episodes before I finally got kind of okay with hearing my voice. Okay. It still kind of drives me nuts sometimes, especially because I can always hear the stutter or whenever my, uh, maybe I have too much moisture in my mouth uh-huh. and yeah, i can i can hear every one of those little sounds so. yeah that is funny all right <laughs> but i'm glad to be your i'm glad fort worth roots got to be the first podcast that that uh, got your attention so dude I'm thank excited. you for having me out you're welcome no thank you so the gym is incredible um are I, we recording already we, we are and oh i didn't how, realize that's how easy it is <laughs> jeremy i've okay. gotten i've gotten an hour into a recording before and had somebody ask me that question yeah i was like okay you're starting to sound a little formal you're asking me some questions here i'm not sure <laughs> yeah all right so, well i'm excited to be your first as well and uh, appreciate you guys reaching out to us hell yeah um aj uh was instrumental in, in getting us set up and uh exchanging emails back and forth for about a month and we, we mm-hmm. finally made it work so i'm glad we could get that done um so, what was the gentleman's name that was showing me around the gym when I first got here? Who had me on a Bo. tour? Bo. That was Bo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bo did a really good job of showing me the uh, mural art and the, the uh, swag center where people can buy their gear and their supplements. Mm-hmm. Lounge area where your, your people can come in and kind of uh, socialize before the event starts. Mm-hmm. And I say event because it's more than just a class, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And then uh, he took me into the, the actual... Uh, after showing me the the three saunas that you guys hear, infrared saunas, mm-hmm. very large saunas. Yeah. And then he took me into the, the actual uh, event room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we call it the transformation room. And uh, I told you this earlier uh, before we started recording, but when I walked in there, having just done a, having just edited a podcast that I did with somebody that talks about uh, alpha waves and beta waves and all these different ways to uh, influence your behavior, your mood, your mm-hmm. mental focus using sound waves right. and light and, and, mm-hmm. and rhythm. When I walked into that room, I knew that I had just walked into uh, an the, atmosphere that the was The grand experiment. Yeah. Right. Grand experiment. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever done it. It actually is, um, I would say that it's odd, but, you know, the older I get, the more probably like a lot of people, because we all say this to each other, these things aren't coincidences, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of stuff, synchronicity that's happening if you're paying attention. So I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised that you just heard all these conversations about light, sound, harmonics, and the effect they have. And then myself, you know, I really... I mean, you know, I think it's also because I'm getting older, right? So I'm I'm 51 now. And there's a whole story about, you know, why we should all be fit, right? So I'm trying to reverse that clock. But I find myself, especially this last year, just really having a hard time accepting age. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. And one I like a lot, his name is Dr. Andrew Huberman. And so we were talking about Joe Rogan. I heard him first on the on the Joe Rogan podcast because he's the I think the professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology at Stanford University and has his own laboratory called the Huberman Labs. So he's had in David Goggins, he's had Navy SEAL teams, he's had just all kinds of some of the smartest, brightest, most elite people, and he's got uh, virtual reality simulations, and they're able to to watch how we as human as an organism how we we operate under certain types of stresses or um, 
being stimulated in certain ways and they can watch the neurobiology and neurotransmitters and chemicals and modulators that are happening in the brain. And so I've even learned a lot about where we stumbled into some things and figured out some things. I even listened to them and said, wow, we figured out more than we realized. And there is real groundbreaking science on this stuff. Um, and so I've been suddenly meeting a lot of people who've been listening to his podcast and are learning about how dopamine and endorphins change your perception of time and how understanding our own biology, we can use these things to manifest sort of new perceptions of thought, how we can unlock our motivation, right? Mental well-being, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being. So it's sort of having this podcast with you and the fact that you just also heard all of this stuff. Again, it's surprising, but it's not surprising. And so I think there is a little bit of awakening now. Mm -hmm. And I, I have this um, intuitive um, feeling. I can't explain it. It probably originates from a dream, but I really am beginning to believe that sound and harmonics really are like a core secret everything and i think you know not to get any kind of biblical but i think you know you know there's a saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and word is a sound and it's a vibration and so i i think Does there's a vibration no but okay, I, okay. I, that's it would sorry. have made it even more interesting <laughs> if it had said that it would be yeah no but um you know i'm just beginning to believe that there's some there's some ancient knowledge there's some ancient science um and there's and I know that we biologically, now I'm not a scientist, I'm not a theologist, so I don't want to profess that like somebody in your podcast be like, oh, he's a total idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, I'm going to freely admit I'm a total idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but like a lot of human beings, I am having experiences and I am watching how my own biology, my mind, my emotions, how they respond to music, sound, vibrations, beats. And I realized that we as, as this biological organism, um, whether you believe we've been here for thousands and thousands of years or you know 4,000 years, doesn't matter, but we can look at all kinds of, whether it's indigenous tribes, we can look at uh, really any society. It doesn't matter. All humans have music. Yeah. They have sound. And it makes us feel a certain way, all of us. So it goes to show you there is something profound in there. And so that's one of the one of the things that was really important to us to try to dial that in and use that as an instrument as a tool and unlock people's uh motivation yeah i've almost got chills uh sitting here listening to this because it's eerily falls right in place with episode 70 that's getting released tomorrow that i just finished editing okay talking about this kind of stuff and i don't know if you get to go out much you're, you're obviously a very busy man running bmf but um if you do get a chance to go to this, there's a, a type of music that is popular, and I, I didn't know this, okay. psychedelic uh, rock, which I, I think that's the right genre. I don't know. There's so many different genres. Could be. Could but, be. But they focus on that modality, that uh, that, that rhythm that, that connects with certain emotions and... and the, the, there the is and there's even deeper and so i'm not sure how to get how deep and how crazy to show people i really am <laughs> in the podcast go nuts um but um you know some of the things that we do here and i don't want to give away all of our trade secrets because there's right. a lot of science yeah. behind it and i know you're gonna we're gonna get into it later yeah, um but there's also there is definitely um 
there's an art to it, mm-hmm. right? They came through a lot of hard work and trial error. Right. But I don't think I'd be giving away any big secrets if I, you know, talked about, you go onto Spotify and you go type in 432 hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is 528 hertz. So there's a lot of... Um, and what so- are these? These are frequencies of sound sure. where they use binaural beats, um, which has been around now for, been studying it for decades. So in that, it, typing in those combinations of letters and hertz yeah. into Spotify yeah. will get you just... Watch this. So I'll show you if I am looking to focus... He's pulling his phone up and Spotify up for me right now. Um, and here's one. These are called binaural beats. So okay. you can go into Spotify... Binaural beats have a way of aligning your right and left hemisphere of your brain, which are always oscillating, mm-hmm. and bringing those into harmony. Mm. And they affect your neurochemistry and allow you to focus or be relaxed or be stimulated, whatever it is you're looking for. And so I'm just going to type in here to the search bar 432. And there it is 432 hertz deep healing, 432 hertz you know, different playlists. Here's another one called 528 Hertz. So they've known, and so they're, uh, uh, and they're scientists that study this type of stuff. And I've had uh, an opportunity to talk to some neurologists and people in this. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I try to get out of all the super deep stuff. But sure. what I always get from it is that there's an awful lot of research and there's an awful lot of science and, and it's building and it seems very real. Um, as we can expect, if you were to go listen to your favorite, you know, hype music, you naturally are going to get hyped. You're going to get energetic. And if you, we all know we walk into a spa with, you know, more relaxed, we're going to start to feel more relaxed. Yeah. Right. So we can sort of see the bigger movements of this, but there are even within there certain frequencies that even affect that even more. Right. And those are some of the frequencies and there's probably others. So rather than just <clears throat> playing relaxing Indian wind flutes in the background, you could play relaxing Indian wind flutes to a certain uh, uh, number of hertz and get closer to the desired result. A much more dramatic effect. That's cool. Right. So we, we take that knowledge and we use that. And one of the things that we do in here is we also, you know, while I also love what we do here and I'm addicted to it, right? Ultimately, we always laugh and we go, we built this for us. Because we're just like everybody out there. You know, they look at me and they go, oh, you seem like a really fit guy. You must have like the perfect diet and this or that. I'm like, come watch me at night. (laughs) Sure. I'm so busy that it seems like I have a pretty good diet and I eat mostly clean. Um, But I am also about just everything's in moderation. So I go home and I like to have my two Oreo cookies and then I get out my gelato. I try not to eat more than half. (laughs) Right. I still like to drink i don't know if i should admit that but you know so um i like to also live a little bit yeah and um yeah so we ultimately we also knew we need to be fit we know it's important for vitality longevity mental health emotional health those things can help with spiritual health um so you know all these things are really important for us so we needed to build that thing that would stimulate us to overcome our own barriers to why we don't want to work out right right why most of my life i wasn't really working out hey, you, you mentioned that earlier uh and we needed I, I i love the way you presented this when we came in here telling the story and i don't want to rob our listeners of that but you had started off at a, at a pretty unhealthy place before you decided to kind of take charge and, mm-hmm. and get your health in order mm-hmm. yeah i uh you know 
I would say I'm embarrassed to say it, but um, you know, you got to own it and and you got to grow from it but i was uh i was an athlete in high school played a lot of sports and you know there was always the collegiate energy and it was a lot of fun went into the army um had to stay very fit there how long were you in the service three years well thank you for your service You're welcome so did that got out and you know you just like everybody else you you start working every day and then at the end of the day you're you're tired you're exhausted um last thing i want to do is go work out right right what i want to do is go have a beer everybody listening (laughs) right now feels that (laughs) on a spiritual level so i also unfortunately in the military you know i was uh airborne operations i was a paratrooper and so i think the night before i was going to do my very first jump you know somebody had a pack of cigarettes i'm like i'll smoke one Little did I know that was going to lead to like 15 years of being a smoker. Um, it was a strong cigarette. That's why it got me high, I guess, off the yeah. nicotine. So I fell into a pattern of, honestly, and for the older listeners out there, you remember Bennigan's, and there was one up here off of North Loop oh, yeah. 820. I, I love that Bennigan's. Uh, right? Before they closed Many, down. I have yeah. no idea how it went out of business because it was great. Dude, dude, if I could just have a Monte Cristo sandwich. Remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. It was that good. That yep, I remember it was. It all the way to now. <laughs> so I was I was that guy where I was, that was my form of entertainment. We would go there. We, we would play that trivia. You get those little boxes and yeah, you play, yeah. um, drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and just on repeat. And, you know, without realizing on my waist size, you know, I had to go up to the 33, then the 34, and then the 35, and then the 36, and then the 37. And finally, I was reaching kind of that, that 38. Um, and I remember my kids calling me Buddha belly. Like, Dad, you're Buddha belly. It's not a good feeling. No, it's not a good feeling at all. But I didn't even see myself, believe right. it or not. Yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, and I even thought those that worked out like crazy, I thought they were fringe and just didn't really understand it completely, even though I'd been an athlete. But somewhere deep in my mind, I always said, you know, at one point you're going to have to stop. You know, you you need to get fit. You know, you need to exercise. But just every time my mind would drift to the idea, because I had many times gotten a membership I had a 24-hour fitness for like five years, but I wouldn't quit it because I was paying 20 bucks a month. Yeah. And the minute I the minute I quit paying it, then I knew that I'm giving in. So I kept that damn membership and I may have done it five times. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where to begin. You know, even though I lifted weights in high school, I knew if you don't have a program, you know what you're doing. You can't afford a personal trainer. Shoot, man, that's 500 bucks minimum a month. So I just was in the same trap. All I had was excuses and barriers to why I couldn't get myself self-motivated to go do this. Luckily for me, um, he's probably about 10 years older. He's like, Jeremy, Jeremy, we should do this sprint triathlon. And I said, okay, what's that? Because <laughs> I've always watched it like back in the worldwide of sports when we were young. Right. I watched him doing that Hawaii Ironman. I'm like, dude, those dudes are crazy swimming two and a half miles. Who can swim two and a half miles? Right. But I was like, okay. And he goes, well, it's a short one. You only got to swim 500 meters. I was like, okay, I can swim. I'm from Florida originally. I can swim. And you only got to bike this and you only got to run this. And I said, okay. I, I, and I did it. I, I lie to you not. I literally thought I was going to drown. I was holding onto a kayak. Oh, you, you didn't practice? You didn't train? A little bit. I thought I did. But then you get out there and you get all <laughs> stimulated and your heart rate's going and all these people are banging into you during the swim. And anyways, I got done with it and it felt great right and then what did i do i went over to the car and i got out my pack of cigarettes and i'm looking around and there was nowhere to hide and i was embarrassed i'm like oh my god i want to smoke a cigarette so bad um and i i did yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but then 
I, I got, I was addicted to the feeling afterwards. So then I said, well, let me do the second race and let me do the third race. And so I began to string a bunch of these together. And what I realized is I don't have to solve myself in a day. Every little success I begin to have, um, begin to invoke more positive thoughts. I was like, well, maybe when I go home, I'll maybe have a healthier meal. Now I have a purpose to start training. Right. And that really did get me motivated. And I realized it's because of John, who was the gentleman who got me to shift that he really actually saved my life. And I really look at it like that. It took a friend to just convince me to do something fun. Uh-huh. And that fun thing changed my life because I didn't change all my bad behaviors in a day. But over the course of five years, I went from that person to dropping 30 pounds and completing my first ever Ironman distance triathlon in Florida, um, which was a 13-hour race, and trained and trained and trained and trained and was in the best shape I had ever been in my life. 13 hours? 13 hours is what it took me. There's people faster, but that was my speed. Um, But I loved it, and I was never in pain. I, I trained for it properly, did everything properly, but along the way, it forced me to learn about nutrition and diet, and clearly smoking was not going to work no. in that program. No. So it, it changed and shaped everything, and so that was my first part of my journey from being like everybody else where I had all these bad habits. I was having fun. I got like I wasn't having fun. Right. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I knew... There was a clock ticking. Yeah, and I even remember I had like a sonogram, and they like, you you have extra fat around your liver, right? So who knows where that pathway had gone had John not intervened. And how old were you whenever that... 35. Okay. 35. And so I did my first Ironman at age 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's what changed my life. I don't know if you want me to go on with the second part of the story yet. Well, um, I, I think that a lot of people deal with what comes next in your story. So I, I think we should definitely cover it if you're comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, totally. So you're, you're 40 years old. You're probably in some of the best shape of your life. Yep. And uh, you suffer a, a pretty severe injury, right? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I would call it quite like that, but... Um, I finally found that thing that saved me. Yeah. And I was addicted. And I remember I got, you know, I went home and I got online. I'm like, ooh, what's the next one I'm doing? And I said, ooh, Texas Ironman. It's going to be the inaugural. It's going to be in Houston. I'm in. Paid my $600. Went out for a run one night. My knee felt really weird, like it needed to pop. Normally that goes away. Didn't right. go away. Um, I should have known because I was also running and I know it's going to sound kind of weird, but I felt some numbness at the end of my, my male appendage. Ouch. (laughs) Right. So I knew I had probably some back issues and maybe some nerves getting hit from all the pounding. Something ain't right. Something went right. So I went to see an orthopedist and you know, he comes in and he says, well, yeah, I got bad news and it's not like horrible bad news, but it's bad news for you. Yeah. He goes, you actually, um, you have advanced arthritis in your hip. You have it in your knee. You have it in your foot. You have it in your right lower back. He goes, and actually, it's advanced enough that you need a total hip replacement. Shit. And I went, what? I'm 40. He goes, right. It happens. He goes, the problem is, I don't, I don't want you to have it yet because they don't last forever. Right. So you clearly need to stop running. You're going to have to find something else and last as long as you possibly can with rehab and whatever else you right, you can do. And this is killing your soul because you just spent the last five years falling in love. Oh, with yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, uh, I immediately, over the course of a year, I grew bitter. 
and just a chance at all of my new social friends, all my social networks, everybody I'd met, all the parties I go to, everything was centered around this. So now I would go to the party and everybody, of course, and now I realize how annoying fitness people can be. Because <laughs> <laughs> what we talk about is, cool, how was your last race? What's your next race? What did you sign up for? What's your best PR? What's your goal? Right? And that's what that's what everybody talks about. And suddenly I'm showing up and they're all asking me and I'm like, nothing, I'm out. And I realized the whole conversation had one layer to it. And it was all that. And I don't fit into that. And so right away, I just kind of began to drift. And I was so bitter that even though I had friends that were doing Texas Ironman, I just couldn't muster it to go down there and watch them do this race. Yeah. And so, honestly, as David Goggins would say, I was, I, I was just being, I was being a wuss. Yeah. Right. I was being selfish. I was being a wuss. I was being poor me. I'm the victim. Right. And forgetting to be grateful for a lot of things that I had in my life. So uh, somebody said, I remember uh, her name is Bridget and she was a, a trainer at some boutique fitness gym. And she goes, you know, you should get into bodybuilding. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. That never interested me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I laugh at those people sometimes. It's a right? lot of work. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a big commitment. Your whole life is structured around that. Yeah. And so um, she said, uh, well, what about group fitness? And I was like, ah, you know, it conjures up images of Jane Fonda, step aerobics. I've been a few times and in the army they actually brought in a robots instructor and all she did she spanked all of our asses we're all like <laughs> eight-year-old guys in shape and I mean we were all we were victims that day um, but so I again I knew I needed it because at least over those five years I learned how I feel after I work out I learned how it hormonally changed me right my brain chemistry and I always felt a certain way after doing these workouts and so I could still remember that. So I just suddenly said, look, it is what it is. You're going to have to accept it. Is life fair? No, life's not fair. You've got it better than most. Some got it worse than you. Some got it better than you, whatever. You know, we've all heard. There's this right. great book out called The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough. An F. I don't know if I should say the word. You can say whatever you want on this book. Okay. So The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> and so he kind of talks about this in there. So uh, I said, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up to, and I went to Lifetime Fitness, and I looked at their roster, and I said, oh, there's this thing called Insanity. I've seen that before. It's that guy, right. Sean T. I'll go do that class. There was four people in the class. It was super freaking boring, but there was this girl that approached me afterwards. She was cute. So I said, okay. She says, hey, if you really like this, you should come do this class on Wednesday and Saturdays called Tabata Boot Camp. So I said, all right, I'll come try it. And I walked into one of those classes, and there was like 100 people in there. And I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of cool. And I did the class, and I actually had a great time. And, and a bunch of people talked to me afterwards. And so I got what I needed. I needed fellowship, right? Because we all are, and we can talk about that in a little while, about the problem in this country, which is really obesity, I believe, is really a problem of loneliness, mm -hmm. right? And I think everybody is actually pretty lonely when you get down to it and so i was getting the social interaction that i needed i got the exercise that i needed i felt good about myself again so here i am and i got so i went right back into it wednesday saturday this day i'm there i'm up in the front i got the moves down i know how to do it and then really liked this instructor and they said oh unfortunately she's leaving she's going to be going over to this new uh boutique fitness brand called orange theory fitness so I went over there to Orange Street Fitness. Of course, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. How am I going to be? I don't know what to expect, but I'm scared, right? It's kind of a step up. Huh? It is. Yeah. So I go there, have a great workout. Um, but right away, I also am getting 
bored. Yeah. I'm not being stimulated enough. And we can, in a minute, you know, as you ask questions, we'll talk about that. But I just got bored as quickly as it the the it was novel, which piqued me, right? Got me got me curious to pay attention to it. But you know, I guess just in my lifetime, you know, to tell the listeners out there, I mean, I'm just. You know, I mean, after serving in the army, jumping out of planes, and I went and got a pilot's license. I had a crotch rocket. I was the crazy guy driver. I was just doing all this kind of risk stuff, skydiving. You know, got a couple hundred skydives. I've just always been a risk taker. Damn. So my <laughs> to to keep me stimulated, which was amazing about triathlon. Triathlon get me so excited. That's what's amazing about it. I don't know how or why, but it did. Um, maybe it's because it had the social element in there yeah. with the group fitness. I really that that I really did like that a lot, and so um, got that now. But I got also bored very, very, very quickly. And so uh, I pay a lot of respect to a lot of the brands out there. They really are the pioneers, and I have nothing bad to say that, about them. We're better than all of them Talking now. Talking about the different types of gyms. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're better than all of them because we took. <laughs> all of the things they pioneered and we we built a better mousetrap but well, and you're not just saying that you have you have uh, documented proof that you're better than them now yeah i guess you? so in two different categories right 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 okay so when we talk about that so um we can touch on it <laughs> yeah so i'm 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 proud to say um you know under the covers everything's harder than it looks so i thought starting a fitness business like oh it's going to be easy it's going to be easy money and it's fun yeah right everybody's happy is there, it turns out, though, to operate at a very, very high level with customer service, with hospitality, it is, uh, it's, it's a grind. It's excruciating. So it's, it's not me. It's a team. And I mean that sincerely, right? I might have vision. I have thoughts. I have ideas. They're not all good, <laughs> which is why I need people around me to also go, eh. Rain it in there, yeah. But, but <laughs> we, as cause a collective team who have grinded it out through COVID, who survived through COVID, uh, who day in and day out are passionate about what we do for we always see ourselves a version of our old selves that needs to be saved and all the members around us and we really do have a higher calling and we can even get into that about what was the spiritual foundation and premise behind bmf because when we pulled out the napkin those were the first thoughts it wasn't about the workout the music the lights it was like if we're going to do this then what is our higher calling and it has a true spiritual roots and foundation and and once i explain it you'll see how everything from there manifested out of that sort of base DNA. Um, and so, sorry, I forgot. Now, you were, well, what, were you, I, what were you just asking about? I um, hate stopping you because, I mean, everything you're saying is interesting. But what, we, what started this train of thought was we were talking about how you guys have uh, earned two awards there it is, there this, it is. this year. So the team collectively together, uh, Dallas Morning News came yeah. out with their big, I think it's actually their inaugural contest they decided to do, where you vote the best in everything. It's called the People's Choice Awards. So you vote best restaurant, salon, this, that, whatever. Um admittedly one of them is our members and she says i want to nominate you and i was like oh leanne if she listens to this she'll laugh i was like we have no chance you know you got all these big brands you know you know orange series all over the metroplex we're one studio in plano soul at Bike. that time um, so soul side yeah name yeah. all the brands i was like we have no chance she's like jeremy you never know like you guys are so amazing and you're so different and you know really you know you should be positive about this and i was like Okay, we just have so much going on to have to promote this. It's like, oh, I'm tired. We're still in the middle of COVID. So I went home and I talked to my business partner, Marga, who is also the brainchild. And without this, none of it is possible, right? Everything you see, the look and the feel, it's, trust me, it's not a man designing. It is a woman, 100%. So she's brilliant. And so I told her, and she's like, same way. She had the same 
like, no, I don't want to do it. It's a lot of work, and we're not going to win anyways. And I don't know, something changed overnight. She has a strong, um, she gets strong premonitions. She woke up the next day, and she goes, you know what, I, I think I think we should do it. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm going to back whatever you say. So we went into this thing, and, and in the end, end result is... The people voted. There was over 150,000 votes, I believe, in each of the fitness categories. We got nominated for two. One for any kind of boutique, smaller gyms, which your F45s, Orange Theories, CrossFit, you name it. Other one, which is bigger ones, Cowboys Fit, 24-Hour uh, Fitness, you name them, all yeah, of them. Yeah. We got a call one day, and the guy, Jack with me, Jack with me, and I said, uh, okay, so I can tell by the tone of voice we didn't win. Well, I can't tell you yet until you sign this NDA. What? Yeah, I had to sign an NDA because I couldn't (laughs) announce it, and I said, dude, I said, honestly, I'm not good with third place. He's like, no, it's a great honor. You know, to even place is a great honor, and I'm like, unless we won first, I said, I already know we're the best, and I'm not saying that egotistically, we just... What we've done is so radical and dramatic, and I know we're going to tell the listeners about it in a minute. Um, if we're not recognized for it, it just, uh, it's being negative again, <laughs> right? So you're going to hear, everybody knows me, says how positive I am, but I'm human, so I got some, po- you know, some negativity. They fight each other every single day. And uh, I said, okay, you're right. You're right. It is a great honor. Okay. And I said, okay, I just signed your NDA. I sent it back. He goes, well, I'd like to tell you, Jeremy, that congratulations, you won gold in both categories. And literally... <laughs> I went, Whoa! I jumped up, the chair hit the wall, shit went everywhere. That's and awesome. all my staff, you met Bonnie and some of them out uh-huh. there, they all like had an anxiety. They're like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, we won! We fucking won! I can't believe it! I was like, are you shitting me? He's like, no, I'm not yeah, shitting was you. Was that here or your Dallas? That office? was in the corporate. I was in the corporate office. Okay. We have a little corporate office up at Frisco. Okay. So I literally just... I couldn't freaking believe it. So, of course, like a lot of people, I self-reflected. I'm like, see, dude, all that negativity you told yourself. What if you talked yourself out of it? What are the lessons you can learn? You were, you were close to saying, I'm not signing this. I don't <laughs> dude, care. Dude, I was third. out. I was out. So I had to tell Leanne. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Leanne, thank God you believed in us. And uh, we didn't. I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm human. I'm working progress. You surrounded so I'm, yourself I'm, with good people that also believe in you. So yes, yes, no, no. Without them, I mean, I, I honestly, day in and day out, they run the studio. They create the experiences. They really do. So let's roll into that because you just mentioned the, uh, the the reason that this gym is so special. Uh huh. The it, it's more than just the fact that people are meeting here to exercise. There's a lot that goes into this. There is. Um, And I'll just draw on kind of an experience. So, um, and I'm not trying to give, you know, I don't want to promote Orange Theory Fitness. It's quite the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't go there. Come here. No. You know, there's that movie called Founder and it has Ray Kroc. You know, it's a story of Ray Kroc. Is that the McDonald's story? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And they asked, you know, what would you do with the competitor? And he said, if he's drowning in my pool, I'd stick a garden hose down his mouth and push his head underwater so but competition is ultimately none of us likes it but we all recognize that it's healthy for us and and without them i wouldn't be here so i do owe some like i said owe some credit yeah um I'm sorry. I got lost in my... Remind me again of the question. We're just talking about the uh, the, the reason that BMF is such a, a trailblazing got it. brand I'm back new on track. idea. I got Sometimes I lose. I go down <laughs> the rabbit okay. hole. You bring me back. I, well, I'm glad that I can because usually I'm the one losing focus. <laughs> okay. So I'll do that to you. So I, I remember going there. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I have a heavy head. I do this workout. I'm done. And I feel different now, right? I'm, I want to talk. I want to socialize. 
and there was nowhere to do it there. It just wasn't that environment. The space was so small. And I went and sat in my car, and I'm sweaty, sweating all over my seats. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? I guess I'm just going to go home and watch Netflix and eat again. Eat some ice cream. Right? And yeah, and be lonely again. So I began to just kind of reflect on what are my emotional needs and what are my spiritual needs and and i feel this way and i start talking to other people and they feel this way and this thing could be so much more um of what our needs are and so i and then i tied that back to my triathlon community and the fellowship i was getting there so i just began to see a pattern of again my own needs other people's own needs and i began to see that there wasn't really anybody fulfilling it so I remember one night my daughter was back from college sent her to asu somehow she had convinced me it's not a party school <laughs> <laughs> and i was just telling her i said i'm so frustrated you know, I can't find a place that I really like that, that does. Why doesn't somebody have this incredible music? And why aren't they using a professional DJ? And why don't they have lighting? And why don't they, you know, why, blah, blah. And she looked at me and she says, Dad, I'm tired of you talking about it. You should just do it. You're in the hotel business. You know how to go get the capital. You know how to do all this. She goes, just shut up and do it. I looked at her. I said, all right, open up a bottle of wine. So I told you, you know, we, we work out so we can drink wine. Right. So we go grab a couple <laughs> white pieces of paper out of the printer and we sit down and I said, okay, if we're going to do this, what, what will I need to be passionate about this? It's not just fitness. It actually has never been about fitness. And I want you to ask me this question in the end. It has never been about getting fit. It, that is a byproduct, right? That happens out of all the, the science that, that we do here. And we said, first and foremost, this has to be a spiritual mission. We don't have to call it church, right? Everybody, you know, has different religious and this and this and that. I don't get into any of that with anyone at all, period. Um, but I knew everybody needs spiritual nourishment and they need fellowship and they need that to be emotionally, mentally healthy. So we said, our first mission is just going to be pure love. Pure love. It's going to be that simple. Love is intelligent, I believe. And you can project or you can send or wish love out and it. You don't have to tell it where to go. It knows where to go and it knows how to help, when to help, who to help. And it does it all on its own. You just got to be willing to, to do that and to get outside of yourself. So we said our first mission is going to be love. Um, we want to help people. We want to transform people and give them healing on any level they need. Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, sometimes all four all combined together. And so we drew out little diagrams and triangles and priorities of all of that. And we said, this is who and what we are. This is the foundation. This will be the vibe. So we want to be in our mind. We want to be a dichotomy of this crazy, fun, gregarious, energetic, hardcore, right? Brand that's going to be exciting and stimulating. But we also wanted to be loving and accepting. We wanted to have a lot of yoga elements in it, right? No non-judgment zone. Everybody's on a journey. Everybody's got hidden scars and traumas. And we want to nourish everybody, whatever it is that they need. We want to be something to everyone, no clicks, and create this amazing vibration. Vibration of community, vibration of the band, a brand that people, when they come in and they can actually feel it. So that was our beginning point. And so to sort of cement that into place, we ended up paying a firm in Dallas, like some ungodly amount of money, but you know, we wanted to get it right. We knew whatever we're going to do, if we're going to embark upon this, we're going to create a national brand. So we hired $20,000 and paid a firm to help us 
figure out our own DNA. So we sat in a room and we had to create design boards and cut out magazines and <laughs> pictures and this and that. And we had stuff all over the walls. We had an entire team of people and we distilled it down into seven DNA points that were a lot of things like be you know real and authentic and how to be raw and edgy. So it was sort of, we love, um, we love dichotomy with our brand, by the way. So I'll talk about that just for a second. So, sure. so everything we do, we're trying to manage the lightness and the darkness and the yin and the yang because we believe, again, the spiritual foundation, this has, a, this has sort of a, um, you can look around nature and you can look at everything and see the dichotomy of everything. And so I remember, I don't know his name, there's some listeners out there that may have, uh, I think his name was Gurdjieff. And I remember reading a you know philosophical book of his like 30 years ago, and he had been a famous Russian ballet composer, and he was known for having the most incredible ballets. And later in life, when he began to talk about what his secrets are, his secrets were harmonics, octaves of sound, and he realized that if he made people twirl and spin and move around that match the way our solar system and the rotation of our planets work, that this somehow would unconsciously signal everyone and create sort of this entrainment or this synchronicity and you would have those goosebump moments and that was his huh. secret, right? So to me, I was like, well, how do we build BMF with these layers of sort of spiritual and mental things. And so it even led us into, uh, in the hotel world, there's a, there's a designer uh, called Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright. And okay. right now he has a squad in Arizona and some of the most famous architectural buildings and houses from Chicago and wherever else, right? These are things people go on tours to see. Yeah. And so one of the things I learned from him, and I got invited many years ago and paid to go do a trip in Arizona and meet his, I think it was his great daughter, great granddaughter. And got to hear a lot about, you know, his evolution of his art. And he figured out that uh, you could create experiences, emotional experiences with people, neurochemical, now we know it is, by, for example, bringing them into a hallway that starts to sort of get constricted and gets dark and makes you feel compressed without realizing it, though. And then you would open a door into a grand chamber where everything, the walls are white and it's light and it's expansive. And that idea of going from compression before birth and then going into the opening and the release of rebirth he tied it to being in the womb and the experience in the womb and to being given life and again there's many examples and there's many mystical schools and so on and so forth we could all point to that is sort of uh, where we realize that so we said okay how can we also design the studio as well to invoke feelings, thoughts, emotions to fit with the energy and the vibe and all the philosophical and spiritual concepts that we wanted. So that was a huge part of our brand as well. So we really thought very deeply. It sounds like it. Yeah. It so was. From, from the engineering of the uh, the building, the design, mm -hmm. the color schemes, mm -hmm. the, the sounds that are coming out mm -hmm. uh, with, with the music that you're playing here, and in conjunction with the strobe light, light show, don't say show because strobe will actually <laughs> yeah, make people okay, like yeah, okay, not strobe light. Not yeah. strobe. <laughs> we did we did practice Light with show, it. Yeah. The strobes were too much. Yeah. Even for me. I yeah. was like, that's too much. But it is it, it <laughs> it's not overwhelming, but it is it, it puts you in a state of awe whenever everything inside that uh, main room comes alive. The music it does. and the lights and it everything. Does. It it's really something. It does. No, it's uh, I look at it and I'm I ask myself, well, first of all, I'm honored to be in this community. But when I look at it, I go damn, this just should be in Vegas or Dubai. And yeah. I don't think people realize that yet, that, um, you know, we, 
we love we love Fort Worth. We love the Metroplex, and we are growing a lot of really dear friends here, right? Yeah. So, but there is a part that says this is like Walt Disney World. It is. It's a, it's over the top it's in the best way possible. Yeah. It is a production. a production. So, I mean, do you think we sort of maybe now tell people what we're doing? <laughs> After all the backstory yeah, for yeah. the last 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, it's wherever you want to take it. No, I mean, you no, know. for sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm the uh, host of the show. And in some regards, I guess I'm a terrible host because I, I generally, I let the conversation go where it where it wants. Yeah. I, I try to stay off of uh, off well, of note cards and things like that. Well, yeah, me, you we, never know where it's going to go. <laughs> it's one of the things I can go down a thousand. My, my brain works very dimensionally. Yeah. So my brain, like a lot of people's, right, it's got a combination of visuals and feelings and things like that but I, I i think on multiple levels simultaneously and i never know which rabbit hole i get sucked into until i realize i'm already at the bottom of the well yeah no i do it too but uh so so bmf um is is i'm gonna let you do this because i <laughs> i don't know the best way to articulate this i've never seen anything like it right but this is uh this is something that i know i want to try and i think anybody that walks through those doors is going to want to know more about it yeah absolutely uh again remember we created this for ourselves yeah but it's so damn expensive we're like shit man it's got to make money to keep the doors open so we also have a place to work out and i laugh at people i say if i was a billionaire i legitimately would build this place for free Classes would be sold out because what are the thing you probably heard me say is what do I crave and what do I need? Community. I need fellowship yeah. community. That's what I need. Okay, I need friends. I need to walk in and and be like, oh man, hey Andrew, and this, that, fist bump, fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. I don't even care if I work out. <laughs> You're like, hey, we don't feel like working out today. We're gonna go across the street to the pub. I'm like, okay. I can't do that every day, but I'll do it every once. <laughs> well, I took some pictures, and I, I think I'm going to incorporate them in, into the YouTube okay. video, and I'll, I'll put these up on our social media accounts too. But yep. uh, the room in there, you've got uh, treadmills, three, three or four, five levels high. Yeah, let's describe it out to him. I'm going to start actually. I'll start first with the neuroscience. Okay. How's that? Yeah, and then we'll work our way forward. So, what everybody probably wants to hear. Maybe they don't want to hear. I don't know, but I'm going to say it anyway. So in my 20s, while I was going through sort of my spiritual awakening revolution, um, I had a friend, dear friend named Rose, and she said, hey, I got this cool thing. It's called a mind machine. And it's this electronic device. looks like a Walkman. Younger listeners won't know what that is, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we do. And you're going to wear a pair of goggles that are, have lights that are going to flash in your eyes. And you wear headphones and they're going to play a bunch of sound. And you set your programming. And so I said, okay, uh, I want to like feel like I took an hour nap, but I want to do it in five minutes. So I'd put this on. It would play these harmonic frequencies and ranges. And the next thing you know, I'm like, boom, going down into a black hole. Right? So five minutes passes. I feel like I've been asleep for an hour. And I was like, dude, that is amazing. And then... Yeah. Real quick question on this. Was it alternating lights left no, and right? No, I, 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 it's been a long time since I used one, but I don't remember that. No, yeah. no. They were flashing very quickly. Yeah. So I don't. I couldn't even tell you what the pattern was, but there was scientific patterns. Yeah. The scientists figured this out and put it into a device. You can still go online. I recently did buy one. I just haven't used it yet. Uh, but you can go on Amazon and put in my machine. There's lots of different models that come up, and they've gotten even more advanced. But they... Uh, um, they deal in a science called brain entrainment. Okay. And it's a fancy name to say that you can synchronize or entrain your neurobiology to be in synchronicity or harmony um, using rhythmic sound and pulsing light and even electromagnetic waves. Although we haven't tried to do anything crazy like that right, yet. Right, right. Maybe that's a, that's a new <laughs> frontier. Um, and that by doing that, you can actually shift people's brainwave states. And you can move them from an alpha state to a beta state. 
and a beta state is a high state of arousal. So you know when you're ready to do that 5K and you kind of got the little jitters and you're like looking around for the 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 portageon because you got to shit all of a sudden at the last <laughs> second, right? That's that's all those neurochemicals that are flooding through your system, right? The endorphins and and whatnot. Um, and so. Uh, this machine could actually shift your brainwave states using binaural beats and harmonics and, and, and light signaling. So I started, I've, that's always stuck with me after all these years. So we were thinking about like, okay, just imagine money doesn't matter. And if you were going to build the most amazing immersive workout experience that would stimulate your nervous system, you know, what would that be? That triggered a thought. And I said, shit, man, I remember this thing I learned with Sigmund Freud. And he said, we do, humans do things for two reasons only, to either gain pleasure or escape pain, right? Walk yourself through a million examples. You're going to realize it's, it's one of those right, two things. Right. It's called the pain-pleasure principle. So I said, okay, what is the problem we're trying to solve? Besides loneliness, obesity, and fellowship, and all these things, let's put that aside. Let's just talk about fitness is going to be our excuse to bring people together into a community. Right? That's really what this is. We had to have an excuse to create an, a venue around, centered around a thing we would all do together so that we could pull off this experiment. And that's what this is. And so we realized, okay, so, um, sorry, this is where I went down the rabbit hole and I just lost my, my grasp of my thought again. No, you're doing good. Help We're talking out. about BMF and where, where it originated from. And you, you remember in your 20s during your spiritual awakening and you had the glasses and you put them on. And, yeah, the, uh, that, that's the, the, the brain entrainment. I was trying to figure out where I was going to make the leap over to this now with this. We were talking uh, about Freud and you only do things okay, for two reasons. Got it. So the whole fitness <laughs> industry, I realize, although we all should be doing it for vitality and longevity and emotional mental health. I've, I've already said all the reasons why we all know we should. We all have some residual guilt or guilt inside. Sure. So I said, there is pent up demand. The majority of people know they should want to do it, but they have the same barriers, whether they're intimidated, they don't know what to do. They're scared. They don't have a program. It's barrier, barrier, excuse, 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 excuse. I was exactly the same guy. So we said, that's just a lot of pain. So somehow, what if we could rewire the brain and we could hack the brain to associate working out with pleasure? People who run get runner's high, right. and that becomes their addiction, but the average person isn't going to go out and run or run long enough. It takes a while to get there. It does. Yeah. It used to take me 45 <laughs> minutes. At 45 right. minutes, I'm floating on air. Yeah. So it suddenly began to occur to me as my mind was folding these thoughts into each other. I said, whoa, what if we could bring everybody into a group environment and we could use the light processing and signaling and we could use the sound energy waves and we could figure out the BPM and the harmonics and all these things we still need to figure out and we, the architecture, every element. What if we pulled this together and in there we could, as a collective group, so kind of a group collective nervous system, a CNS, what if we could synchronize everyone together at the same time of a collective mind and doing that we could activate um, the reward and pleasure centers of the brain. And by doing that, we could trigger the release of four really important neurochemicals, uh, dopamine, endorphin, serotonin, and oxytocin. And if we could do that, we would create, those are addictive drugs in the body that we manufacture ourselves. We could actually create addiction. And what if we didn't just do it once? What if we could figure out a way to do it to you in a 45-minute class over and over and over and over and over again and literally just make a crack addict out of you? Jeremy, you're a drug dealer. <laughs> no, exactly. We peddle in drugs, <laughs> but the good kind. We always right. say, make you an addict, but the best kind possible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if we could do that and get you addicted 
and the community is part of that element, right? So you still got to do all the other elements. You got to do amazing customer service and hospitality and you got a fellowship and the vibe and all the things I talked about. But if we could get into people's neurochemistry and really do that, it'd be fucking profound. Yeah. Dangerous in the best way possible. But <laughs> if people understand what I'm saying, we could do it. The whole industry has been trying to solve an unsolvable problem, which is how to get people motivated to want to work out. And they're using gamification. You got your Fitbit, you got your heart rate. I'll be honest. After I saw, okay, I'm going really hard and my heart rate's at 160 again. Okay, the novelty wore off. Now what? Yeah. Right? So to me, uh, it even when I was working at these other places, I took off the heart rate. Who gives a shit? Just yeah. go hard. Um, but everybody's trying to go gamification. More data, 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 data. And I said, you know what? I don't think that's the way. Yeah. I think the way is to get people into the neurobiology of the brain, stimulate these things. And if we could do that, we're going to make them rewire the brain. They're going to become addicted to fitness. And so that's exactly what this whole experiment is. That is at the foundation. What truly is BMF? It is the community. It's the culture. Um, it's that we're going to rewire your brain and we're going to save your life. We're going to make you love fitness. We're going to make you love it in a way you never even conceivably thought as possible. And you're going to get real results because if you love it, you're going to keep coming. And if you keep coming, there's no way in hell you're not going to get amazing results. Yeah. So that's probably a stopping point. And if, when you're ready, I can now lay them out, give them a visual <laughs> of what, what, if they're coming into a BMF workout, what does the room look like? Yeah. Walk us in. Okay. So similarly... To like, we want to be the most kick-ass thing in every department, right? You name it, we want to be the best. Spiritual, we want to be the best. We want to be the best. We want to be this. not because of ego. Just I want to put that out there. Not because we care about we're the best. Let me pat myself, dude. That would that actually rubs me the wrong way. Right. It's literally about creating, and I get chill bumps. I just said it, right? And you can see that on me. <laughs> it's creating the most amazing experience for people. This is the act of love. Because if we can create this experience for them and change their lives, that's where I derive, and that's where all of us that are here derive our, 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 our passion from. So that that is really what, what drives us each and every day. So now, of course, that's why we want to be the best, because we want to give you the best. So we said, okay, what can we do with the room that would also play a part, unlock the psychology, make you dig deeper, want you make it more, give you feelings of primal feelings, make you feel connected into the room. And so we looked at some of the brands like Orange Theory and honestly, again, not trying to knock them, but like staring at myself in the mirror for 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> pretty fucking boring. So <laughs> Kind of a little weird. Yep. So um, <laughs> I took some things from some other brands that I really liked. And so basically, if everybody will imagine a big 3,000 square foot rectangle, okay, it's huge. And when you walk in to the direct center, on the left-hand side, you got half the room, and we put three rows of treadmills. You got 10 treadmills on each row. And the second row's up on a three-foot platform. And then the third row's even on a six-foot up. So it basically is an ascending stadium-style configuration yeah. with a ramp that you walk up. You go up and down. This way, if you're on the third row of the treadmill, you can see everybody else in every row, and you can see everybody else in the room, and you can see the trainer from every angle. On the other side of the room, you have this big training apparatus that we connect a lot of cool shit to that's like toys that make it fun. But it's basically where we do all of our strength training. And if you're on a treadmill, it's directly in front of you. That's exactly right. So you've got um, 30 people on the treadmills, 30 people on the floor, and we have six additional spots called double floor. Those are people like me that don't want to run a lot because I have arthritis. 
And so we just get to do more of the strength training. And the workout is based on HIT. Everybody has heard it now, high intensity interval training. This is the most efficient way to work out. So again, we are looking, what's the best of everything? Well, HIT is the most efficient, most effective way. It stimulates the most human growth hormone, right? It has a lot of hormonal benefits to you. So we said, okay, HIT style has got to be the way that we're going to do this thing. So we take a typical workout of 45 minutes and we broke it into six rounds of five and a half minutes each. So it doesn't matter where you start. You start on the treadmill. You, you're going to be walking, you're going to be jogging, you're going to be running. If you can't run, you can be jogging, you can be walking. It doesn't matter. You can put it on an incline. We walk backwards, sideways. We do weird shit that you've never, nobody's ever even done before, <laughs> right? Like getting a plank and your feet are on the ground. And I don't know, I can't, it's hard to explain. We do some cool, cool, cool stuff that makes it interesting. So you'll spend five and a half minutes listening to an instructor give you the cues of what you should be doing right at what incline at what speed whatever and then you get a little intermission so you get to recover and you're like oh thank god because i couldn't run another i couldn't run another you know whatever amount of you know distance you rotate with the people on the floor you go to the floor and now the workout starts again and now you're going to um um, do a series of strength exercises and we use all kinds of equipment you're going to use we don't do anything weird or funky the minute you get all these weird and funky things like people don't understand it so it's dumbbells medicine balls sand bells things like that but uh, every day it changes so we also knew that people get bored easily so every day is a brand new workout and week to week you never know, are they going to be five-minute rounds, eight-minute rounds, 12-minute rounds? Jeez. You don't know what equipment you're going to be using. So, yeah, you might do a squat this week and a squat next week, but something's different about it. Yeah. So, But we did create a commonality of it. We said, okay, well, Mondays are always going to be upper body, Tuesday lower body, Wednesday core. The method is I lifted hard on Monday. I can't lift my arms on Tuesday, right. so I'm going to make an excuse why I can't work out. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's leg day, so you have no good excuse. Right. So then you go, okay, by two, Monday and Tuesday, I can't lift my arms and I can't use my legs. Wednesday is core day. Don't worry. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> and then we repeat. We start over, you know, upper, lower, total body. And then Sunday, we do this really cool thing where we set up all these circuits. So we, we work very, very hard with the same amount of cre constant creativity to make the workouts different, unique, and challenging, and new equipment, and continue to push you. I mean, I've got over 1,500 workouts, and still, I am sore after every workout. Damn. And the cool thing is, the method is, it's scalable to all fitness levels. We have people that come in here every day they have their you know might be a mom she's had four kids um she has sacrificed herself for her family this is a very common story by the way um she's now worried about her health she went to the doctor she's heard a bunch of bad news she knows she has to change her life and she's scared to death and she's intimidated doesn't know where to start i mean people will literally break down and start crying yeah and this is our purpose and that's what rejuvenates us believe it or not and so she's like i don't know what i'm doing it's okay. That's who we're for. Right. And she maybe doesn't pick up any weights and she takes lots of rest and she does less reps and she takes it at our speed. None of that matters at all. Well, and the way you just described that workout, it's perfect for somebody like this because it literally is engineered into the workout. It's all self-paced. It is all self-paced. So, you know, in our, in our studio, sometimes, you know, we'll have some NFL athletes. I'm not going to say who they are, but they come in there and they come in there with their wives. And of course I talk mad shit to them. I'm like, try to keep up, bro. <laughs> and they look at me at 51 and they laugh. And then I, I actually do smoke them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be because you know, I, you, you I'm pointed, fit at this workout. Yeah. Well, you pointed <laughs> it out earlier. You're talking about, uh, your army training and then they brought in somebody for a step workout and it smoked your ass. Um, <laughs> I, I experienced that too myself. I was in great shape. What, you know, I had, uh, some, 
some uh, soccer moms at the gym asked me to, hey, come on over here and, and do this step class with us. I'm Ooh, thinking, well, they put a hurting on you. Obviously, I'm you know in shape yep. well enough that I, this is not going to be worth my time. So right. I went over there almost out of pity, like, yeah, let me <laughs> let me give you another body in your class so you don't feel bad. There's only three of you now. There's four. Oh. I left there so embarrassed. Yeah. Because I couldn't keep up with those. Yeah. Just, oh, no. I've been. It is. It's a totally different. I still thing. get smoked at some of these classes. Not by the NFL athletes. It's always the ones you don't expect. Sure. It's that. It's that, that. Like you said, that soccer mom that's in there. They're good at that workout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they are. They are. So the cool thing is we can have an elite athlete like that in there. And we do have many. Mm-hmm. And But they pick up very, very heavy weights. They do a lot of reps. They don't take a lot of breaks. They go hard, 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 hard. But right next to them is the mom. Who's the exact opposite? Yeah, steady tempo. And for both of them, it's it's exactly the right difficulty of workout for yeah. them. So you can make it as you can make it as hard as you want. You can make it as easy as you want. We don't care about that. What we care about is you just keep coming. Change happens through consistency and reputation. A rep. Repetition. repetition yes. So that's, again, that's part of our messaging. Every time you ask us about what do we think and what do we feel, again, it's always we're, we're taking the high ground, the high ground, the high ground. Yeah. And that's, again, about our brand. And everybody is, it has the same vision of that. I got to bring this up because uh, it's something that I found very interesting. You don't have one single trainer in that gym. Well, no, we, we do. No, you have inner trainers as a way oh. to <laughs> explain to <laughs> You me. got me. Enter trainers. So are we allowed to talk about that? We are. We are. So, um, again, one of the things, again, everything comes from an experience that we had. And the experience was, I'm in that class at Name the Brand, and I'm like, it's Friday. I'm tired. My head hurts. I didn't really want to go. And I've got this person talking to me in a monotone fashion, putting literally zero energy or passion or drive into this workout. Yeah. And, again, and, and as I'm trying to figure out how not to walk out of the workout, right because i made it here already i might as well finish it i'm romanticizing in my mind well what would the perfect trainer look like right they would be bigger than life they would be like a maestro in front of the concert right and they'd get up and they'd be like go jeremy go jeremy go 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 and they would be motivating me and inspiring me and they would be saying inspirational things along the way and so we've met some people who have that who who are great at the inspirational messaging during a workout and so we said, again, let's, we've seen some examples of the best of everything. How do we combine it? What is the perfect, most elite trainer in the world look like? And then I set a mission and we said, team, we will have the best trainers in the world. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we want to be. No, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, we're going to have the best trainers in the world because not because it's going to make you feel good. There's another brand, and I won't say who they are, for a long time. Their hallmark was the trainers were the center of all the attention in the universe, right? It was them. You're the, you're the entertainer, and it's all about you, and these egos got inflated, and it didn't feel good to the members. No, it's not about them. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to change people's life and work with people's lives. So it's all about the members, and so when we want to be the best, it's not to feed our ego and we fight that internally it's to create the best experience again back to the member experience so we said okay if that's our goal that's our objective how are we going to do it so we looked all over the dallas area we went to all these classes today we heard oh so and so is the best we went there and we like snooze fest i'm asleep already (laughs) right not good then we went to new york and we went to la we went to here we went to there Finally, somebody says, hey, I know somebody, and you should go see them, and they're in Miami. So we went to South Beach, Miami. We took this particular class, and within the first one minute, I said, that's our guy, 
right? He knows the method. He can teach this to other people. He has all the elements that are necessary. So then we said, shit, how do we get him to move from Miami to here? So he brought him here with his wife, flew him in, and he, they have a three-year-old daughter and really didn't want to raise a daughter in South Beach, Miami anymore. Sure, so it was perfect. Sure. Perfect timing of the universe. Got him to move out here. Uh, he taught it. Uh, but his, but he never understood what he did and why he was so good at it. So I began to just, you know, one of my abilities is to deconstruct. So I deconstructed him. I reverse engineered what he does, when he does it, how he does it, all the things he says and how he says it and why people. And he's trained some of the biggest celebrities, Sean T, Victoria's Secret Models. I mean, you name it. This is like a real, this is a real person who's really one of the most elite best at this in the world. And we said, okay, and we're even going to help him even achieve more and get better. So to do it, we said, okay, <clears throat> after a while, we, we, as we deconstructed and we created manuals and workbooks and exercises and we ran boot camps on how to teach this stuff. And we got our first wave of trainers and they were all great and amazing and, and, and moved us along that trajectory. But every time we get a training class, we'd have like, you know, 12 people and only like two would make it. And we said, God, we got to figure out how to get a better right we're running into a problem where a lot of these people aren't comfortable they've never entertained it's great that you can articulate how to do a deadlift but how do you inspire and motivate what is your vocals and power and inflection and body language that i feed off of how do i bring that out of you and i said we need help so we brought in some theatrical people one of the time was like the professor of theater i think his name is jim at smu <laughs> and this so um and then I, I remembered that my sister Jennifer has been doing dance and entertainment. She was the director over at Southern Palace at Six Flags. Jennifer, I met. That's right, I didn't the Jennifer. Know that was your sister. Yeah, I know. I left that part <laughs> out, but now I am. So Jennifer owns her own entertainment company, right? So she's done huge philanthropy things for like at the Fort Worth Zoo. I mean, one year I'll never forgive her. She had me wearing a unitard, like a zebra, on stilts <laughs> with my junk all bolting up, and I walked around on stilts all day in the Fort Worth Zoo dressed like a freaking zebra for four hundred bucks just back in the day. That's good. Correct. That's some good side change. Try walking in stilts for four hours. That's a hard, <laughs> hard work. And I can dance and spin on them. So uh, I come from that entertainment family, probably picking that up already. So I said, Jennifer, I need your help. Do you think you can help me teach them vocals and theater and unlocking body language and da 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 da? da. And she says, Oh my God, this is like incredible, right? And so she's like, Wow, they're like enter trainers. Listen, we love that. Okay, so she came in, became part of the program with Ethan. Those two together now have found a way to almost get like a 90%. So we can take, we don't need to hire somebody who's an experienced group fitness trainer. We can take anybody who has a desire and a passion, a will, a want, and we can teach them the program. <clears throat> and it's not easy. It's two months of boot camp every day. It's wild. Because you saw the room. You got 66 people in yeah. a workout simultaneously. Two workouts happening differently, different timings, different cueing. And you got to keep pace of it and adjust the volume and be playing with things and inspiring and motivating. So you got like 30 things. So like if you're an ADD person. like Oh, I, I know I couldn't do it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes that. It takes them another six months to a year to actually really find themselves and to blossom. And so... I, I truly say this. I, uh, I, I always hesitate when I say this because I'm like, ah, nobody's going to believe it. Like, of course, I'm going to say this. But really, um, we've traveled a lot. We've looked yeah. at all the big brands. We know, we know who our competition is. And we mean it sincerely. We don't have competition. There's competitors, but there's nobody in our niche doing exactly what we're doing. We really are oh. unique. And 
um, you know, we said last time we were going to take our guys. We're like, okay, guys, now we're taking you guys to New York City. We're taking you to the epicenter. We're Soul Cycle and Peloton, and we're going to show you guys where the bar is at so we can lift you guys even higher. Don't even know hires. I've never seen trainers as good as them, but we're going to figure out where it is because that's <laughs> what I do. I just keep pushing and driving and pushing and driving into excellence, right? You're at 95%. We're going to go to 98%. <clears throat> so we go to New York. We go to the biggest, baddest, whoever is the biggest, baddest brand and the biggest, baddest trainers. All of us looked at each other and we're like, they're not that good. <laughs> they're not that. We all walked out going, that's the best. Mm-hmm. So anyways, there was nothing to teach our people. They're above them yeah. and we're even critiquing them body language like this dude his shoulders are slumped over what is he signaling to me he should be standing shoulders up and proud he should be eliciting confidence he should be counting down and like motivating the room we feed off of their it's like a maestro you feed off of their physical energy and we can transmit energy to our members who are tired or whatever else with our physicality and our vocals and none of them did it at all yeah. so we walk back feeling pretty good about ourselves I'm still a maximizer. <laughs> so one of my strengths. You still got to push them harder. Still pushing them. <laughs> and I remember even one of our elite trainers, Mario, Mario said uh, one day, he's frustrated. He goes, honestly, dude, he goes, you feel like every time like you, you set a goal and I feel like you, you like move my cheese. <laughs> and I said, you know, Mario, there's a book called that. He goes, what? I said, yeah, it's called Who Moved My Cheese? And you're right. I will forever keep moving your cheese. But look, at what you, but look at the growth. Yeah. Look at who you are today compared. And even today as a trainer, from when he said that, he's even double or triple as good. Yeah. And so the one thing, I, you know, I, I think I can proudly say, um, I think a lot of people in the world have a lot of potential, but as far as I know, there's no really regimented training program like ours that can bring out the best. So there might be a Tiger Woods out there, but they don't know they are because they haven't gotten that type of attention. Right. So with our people having the will, the passion, the desire, and all of that, and having all the attention day in and day out, this is a full-time staff that we do this with them day in and day out, day in and day out, to create the most of member experience. I truly believe that at least five or six of our people are probably some of the very best, if not not the best in the entire world that any of us have ever seen. That's awesome. So, you know, people again at Fort Worth and just don't realize, um, they will now, how passionate we really are, how hard we work, um, the level of excellence we're trying to achieve. And and clearly it even took a long time because you can imagine a guy like me constantly pushing, 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 pushing. If you don't have the right temperament and attitude, it can be quite irritating and annoying, and he never You're gets You're a bit on. of a perfectionist. you, you got to make sure it's, it's, it's 100%, right? It does. It does. Uh, at least 99%. But I'll great. accept that. That's I'll accept that. But, but our culture has emerged, not because any one thing I did, but it is literally our, our we share a common vision of the member comes first and their experience comes first and giving them love comes first. And, and we have found that by making that our, our central point, it has helped all of us work through our own dysfunctional, right? And so when we argue, we go, guys, let's stop. Remember what our intent is. Nice. Right? We love each other. We all have our flaws. We're human. I didn't mean to talk to you that way. You know, let's talk to each other differently. So that's the cool thing is that we're in the greatest business in the world where everybody's generally pretty happy. Members always walk in a good mood and our job is just to make people happy. Yeah. So it really is a, it's a hard business, but it's actually a very fulfilling business. And, and it's emerged out of there that all of us have become the vanguards of our own culture. And we have, we've developed our own creed. You know, we get a new employee, they start coming in with a bunch of negative shit. 
We're gonna, no, we're gonna, we're gonna coach them. We coach everybody first. But you know, you either sort of adapt, or right. you just, you're, you're probably good. We like you. You're a great human being, but just probably not a good fit here. So he's an application for 24 hour. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So you know, again, we just tried to hit all the major things, right? Yeah. So culture, the way you feel when you walk in, the architecture, and the way the place is designed, based on Frank Lloyd Wright being able to create that experience. You know, we pay an awful lot of attention to that. The experience that happens in the room, the music, the lights, the trainer, the energy, we try to make that also very good. Um, the amenities, the locker rooms, all the things that we provide, everything is just trying to be five stars, really six star, six star, and and then foster. And we and everybody, if you went out and you, and you asked all the employees, you said, okay, what is your job here? And some of the new ones will go like, oh, I check people in. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, I fold towels. But as you get to the more experienced people, they go, that is incidental to my job. My real job is to provide a hospitality experience and to create social collisions. Trust me, most people are a little introverted. Everybody's a little mixture of both. So our job every day is I see you standing by myself. I go, hey, Andrew. Hey, did you meet Sally over here? Don't you guys both work at Lockheed Martin together? Are you an engineer? Oh, you're an engineer. Oh, you guys both know Paul. And I get you talking. Just and as I get you talking, I walk away. Social collisions. And then I walk away. So I caught social collisions. Nice. So we do that intentionally. So the one thing I tell everybody is, you know, you know, another reason to be here is that you will make friends because we don't let you not make friends. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, um, yeah, it 100% unique. I love your mission and the fact that you're, you know, you're not focusing so much on the physical aspect on mm-hmm. it as, as mm-hmm. much as you are the community and the spiritual side of yep. it. And that's yep. that's extremely unique. Thank you. I appreciate and I, that. I did take some pictures around here. It's it's such a beautiful facility. They you go look at Instagram. They could just go right now. Go Body Machine Fitness Instagram. Look at the videos. Yes. Go to TikTok. Look at that, and you're going to be like, whoa. So, so what are thing- you? What are you on TikTok? We're always on TikTok. Well, I mean, what's the what's the tag, the handle? Body Machine Fitness. Okay. So what we didn't tell people too. Let's also. I realize. I I, I told them the room structurally. What we didn't tell them is on the ceiling are twelve hundred vertical LED tube lights. Are there twelve? Twelve hundred. Jesus. And <laughs> and what you're looking at there, this is over a three hundred thousand dollar audio and video light show, and that's on the cheap. Yeah. Right. It would cost a lot of other people a lot more money, but I've got connections and got ways. Right. So did everything, you know, on a budget. Um, but the whole thing is tied to act like pixels in an array on a television, and it creates 3D patterns. And you saw rolling waves and right. starbursts. And if you want to believe like Millennium Falcon warp speed, there <laughs> you go. Um, and it's all synchronized to the music, to the workout. So every workout is created weeks in advance which is turned over to a music producer who then professionally mixes in all the right music the genre the bpm to elicit the brain entrainment and that's turning over to a lighting designer who then puts the light show on top of that and the whole thing is built on a proprietary software system that's all extremely complex and uploaded into a server so the trainer starts the show using an ipad with custom built software and they basically say go and then the workout begins to unfold so it's like a bellagio show where the music the lights the workout the movement everything is synchronized 100 percent, and nothing is left to chance and every day is like that and i keep calling it a production because that's what it is no it is (laughs) trust me no it is a production and so we're still a small business so every night i'm the guy that actually does the final check of all the files and uploads everything into the rack room i didn't even show you that it's got like six gazillion wires 
you know, Cat 5 cables coming into there. Oh, keep me out of there, please. So, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's extremely complex, and uh, you know, in the first couple of weeks, we were just having lots of glitches, and I was like, "Oh my god, have I screwed up? Two million dollars. We built the studio, and it's just like, it's not going to work. It's not reliable. What have I done?" Right? <laughs> you heard the negativity happening right, again, right. and then you know, we have a bona fide Walt Disney World engineer who helped us design this moonlighting. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would have pulled it off. And then we've got another gentleman who was the former CTO of a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar publicly traded software company. So we have some awful smart people helped us figure it out. And we worked through the kinks. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to say, God, we haven't really had a technical glitch in probably three months. Yeah. I think last week or two, whenever the tornado came, I got all these phone calls. Oh, my God, the system went down. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> the tornado shut down, but it was all okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's absolutely incredible, and uh, you, you have two locations. You got one in Plano and one here in Fort mm -hmm, Worth. Mm -hmm. Now, now this is the new one. But we've got a leg up because they don't have that lighting system. No, they anymore. do not. No, they do not. No, this so is the new prototype Fort model. This Worth is location is where you want to come. It is. It is. No, this is an incredible area. No, I mean, um, you know, I used to live in Arlington, by the way. So, and my I, my stomping grounds were always in you know Sundance Square, but it had been a while since I've been back. So you Isn't know, it crazy when, what's happened down here, dude. It's unbelievable. I to come down 7th Street, There's you know, nothing, nothing like yeah. this. So the landlord um, actually stepped into our studio in Plano and said, we've heard amazing things about you guys. We are who you we want in this shopping center. We're very, very, oh, very wow. picky. We've they turned, solicited to you. They did. We've turned down everybody, but we've heard you are the ones that we want. I think you fit this area. I think you fit, the, you know, just all the things he wanted. Uh, and I was like, uh, Fort Worth, are you sure? He's like, Jeremy. Actually, has a country accent, so I'll say, Jeremy, Jeremy, <laughs> trust me, you got to come see this place. It's going to blow you away. And I came down here, and I went, holy shit, it's changed. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. Where's the space? Where are we going? And then he told me we're next to Snooze Cafe, which is awesome. And oh, have you been there? I have God, a million times, dude. Bless. I've been to the one in Dallas. They're from so Colorado. Good. It's a great brand. Love it. I didn't. Yeah. That's uh, one Hop Dotties. This whole thing that's being built here, this urbanization mm -hmm. of, of this area is actually just, it's incredible, yeah. to be honest. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, we have such a now a huge amount of members from TCU. Um, we are now the official gym of the Fort Worth Police Department and wow. uh, Fire Department. So that's all thanks to a gentleman by the name of E.K. E.K. works in the Public Relations Office. I think he is the Vice President of the Brotherhood of the Fallen. So that's okay. their local chapter here that raises money for fallen officers that are viciously killed in the line of duty. Um, so we now are their official partners and we're planning a huge sponsorship event, which is up on this whiteboard behind you in 60 days. June 4th. We're going to bring, um, there's going to be all kinds of sponsors, probably like Tito's, like big, big name sponsors. And we're going to yeah. have a, a one hour push-up contest to raise money for this this chapter. Is somebody going to do push-ups for an hour? Yep. And when we first opened the Plano <laughs> studio, we, we, you know, being prior military, we got behind one tribe, which used to be called 22 kill right and that raises money for you know first responders and military veterans etc uh -huh. that have been hurt and whatever and so we did this push-up contest i did 671 push-ups in an hour and uh i had convinced a lot of people that i probably couldn't do a lot so they were giving me like five dollars a push-up 
bad mistake. And so we raised just a small group of us raised twenty five thousand dollars, and we For wrote twenty two. Uh huh. And we wrote a big giant check. Got the big picture with it. So EK their chapter super excited because they're going to bring out the monster truck and all the title sponsors, and we're going to. This is just going to be massive. Both studios simultaneously. I don't even know with the amount of people we have today. We might raise. 200, 200 and by now you can probably do 800 push-ups no i'm getting older i probably can't <laughs> no I, I couldn't use my arms for a week jesus i can't even imagine well man. there was That's a strategy crazy. behind it but uh and i did prepare for <laughs> well, you have to right yeah well make sure you let me know um i'll i'll try to keep this in in mind now that you've been on the fort worth roots podcast we will be sharing your stuff uh relentlessly okay. on our social media platform man, appreciative because you know we're i'll tell everybody out there this studio is very, very expensive to run. You're probably getting an idea, right? Well, and, and you, the rent in this location alone, this 7th Street area, Tell me about it. it's unbelievable. Tell me about and it. We've, we've ran off a lot of really good businesses down here with No, it is, it is true. And I've taken, you know, in a huge, and this is the part that's the humility where I beg for help. Um, we would have never made it in Plano without help. Yeah. It is not us. It is literally every member who we created this... We, we did our best anyways to create this best amazing experience and love on them yeah. and then they go home or they're having dinner and they go like oh my god you got to come with me to this place body machine fitness i wish it was overnight success but no it was uh the plight of an entrepreneur and i'm still feeling it now where i wake up one morning start? they started in july of 2017 okay. and literally every day i would say our success is inevitable because we're the best and the next day i'm like we're going to totally fail. We're going to lose millions of dollars. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll never financially recover from this. No, it's like, and, and all these families that moved here for us, we're going to let them down, right? Because I feel this huge oh burden. These God. families that have been trusted. No, it's it's real, man. Yeah. The, the burden is real. I, I understand. So the Fort Worth studio, guess what? We're not breaking even yet. So I wake up every day and I'm like, our success is inevitable because some member told me how amazing we are. And that like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I needed to hear that. I'm tired. I'm grinding it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I mean, I'm going through all these range of emotions every day. Yeah. I'm just being honest with you, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, I needed to hear that. Thank you, right? If nothing else, even if we fail, I created purpose in your life for a while. All right. And and I don't know if we mentioned this in the recording, but you opened this gym here uh, off of 7th Street last November. In November. That's right. Okay. It was kind of a soft opening. In December, we hit the ground rolling. And uh, it hasn't been as strong a growth as I was hoping for, mostly, I think, because of COVID. You know, yeah. January is that annual we call it January rush. That's where you get your huge lift. And that's when Omicron just spread its wings and just throat punched us again. Yeah. And so, but I, I think we're making it. I mean, we continue month over month over month. Right. You know, uh, so what we do, we can't control that. What we do every day is we focus on that mission. Love, changing people's lives, um, just impacting everybody in every little way. I mean, you might come in and you're like, I don't really need to make friends. I don't want to make friends. I just want to kick ass workout. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to give, we're going to hurt you. Yeah. The other person comes in and says, well, you know, I was really hoping to make friends or it's, it's once a week, somebody will break down and start crying and sharing the story about how they're going through th things and nobody realizes it. And so I'm, we're yeah. very all hyper aware. Every day people are going through emotional battles. They have scars and we are this place that they can come to and they can for a while if anything else this brain entrainment and neuroscience if it does nothing else it in for 45 minutes it will stop that loop playing in your head right right it's done it for me i've gone through some some emotional trauma yeah. i'm not gonna tell you about it <laughs> but i'm like i can't stop i can't sleep and all as, night as a long society though and especially 
our society. I think uh, you mentioned loneliness is kind of a societal normative here. <laughs> Man, it's And huge, I, I've heard that huge. echoed so many times. But as a society, we are just kind of all kind of, maybe not all of us, but yeah. there's a large percentage of us that are just barely hanging on, you know? Dude. And, like, and so then you say you got one person at least once a week breaking down. Yeah. But that, that's not indicative of what's going on here other than this is just a safe place for that to happen it is it's more indicative of our society it is right? so i'll kind of give everybody a little bit more of our secret sauce so we we sort of help it along the way this is a part of what we're trying to do we gotta we gotta heal people so one of the things that um that i realized it was sort of one of these epiphanies i said and it was from taking a hard yoga class anybody's ever done a yoga class and i think at the end it's called shavasana right where you get a moment to relax you kind of emotionally let everything down you can quit working and i've had like a flood of different kinds of feelings and and phenomena sort of that have come over my body and made me feel a certain kind of way and uplifted and powerful and rejuvenated on, on, on many different levels. So it sort of dawned on me, I said, wow, what's really happening, what if when you physically push somebody to the limits because of the neuroscience, because we, through dopamine endorphins, we change your perception of time, we change your perception of effort, you are putting out way more intensity energy than you realize but the distraction neurochemically of your mind is allowing you to push you into these extreme phases. In fact, there's a little bit more to it. We realize with each round we take them into, we make it a little bit harder, but they don't realize it because endorphin is a body's natural pain reliever. Right. So we change perception of time. So 45 minutes feels like 10 minutes. We didn't even talk about that, by the way, but that's one of the effects. I asked people after, how long did the workout feel like to you? Like, dude, it felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. One of your but, inner trainers told me that that's kind of a, a normative. It, it is. It yeah. is. When you start playing with dopamine endorphin, it's not just, I, I realize I focus too much on excitement and all that, but there's actually, you're changing people's perception of time, perception of effort of what's happening. So we use that to our to the max right we're using science to drive you to push you to your physical limits so that you you start to crack and when you start to crack at the end is when the workout ends and guess what happens when you physically crack think about what you had to do to push yourself that hard your internally emotional engine is like going you can do this you got this just five more seconds you can do anything for three more seconds you're pushing yourself push it so at the end you emotionally begin to break too and when you emotionally are ready to crack open now you're ready to receive. So what we do is we play those binaural beats, the 432 hertz, 528s, healing sounds of frequencies, and we decelerate your nervous system all the way back down to an alpha state. You're open, you're receptive, and now we start sharing words of powerful affirmation to remind you to love yourself, to care for yourself. We remind you that you're connected to everyone in the room, and somebody out there is feeling something. And right now, if you have an abundance of love and joy and everything's going your, in your well, your life, is it okay if you just share that with somebody? Let it just go into the room. It'll find where it needs to go. And those that need to receive it will receive it. And people will start crying in the room. They'll get chill bumps. They're having experiences. And so this is the oxytocin part of the neurochemicals, which is the love drug. So we actually amplify it again with harmonics and allow this to happen. And that's why the, the experience is so nourishing and cathartic. So now when people come out of the room, They've just had this experience, not just the workout experience, but they've had this emotional experience that made them remember they're connected to something greater than themselves. So now they walk out onto the lobby and now everybody wants to talk and they want to commune and they want to share. And that's why, that's why, that's why these experiences are so powerful. So 
you know, when I'm talking to like now institutional investors about scaling and they're like, man, we went and looked at your reviews. How is it that you have literally more five-star reviews than any studio we've ever seen in the world? I'm like, that's very astute. You've done your research because we actually do. Whether you go to Yelp, whether you go to Facebook, whether you go to Google, the reason is because of that. People aren't motivated to go leave a review. We're not asking people to go leave reviews. Right. The experience was so profound and we're so uniquely different in that way and, and, and a service we're giving to them, right? That they love us. Just naturally motivated. They to want to evangelize. Other people. That's yeah. exactly right. They, they want to evangelize and that's what we want. And so they write these amazing reviews. I mean, some of them are like a freaking thousand words. Damn. Pouring their heart out. <laughs> and I read every single one of them. That's I, awesome. Every review, I get every alert and I read every single review because I need it. Anybody out there who's an entrepreneur, who's running a business, who's done it, who maybe is already retired, those that are failed, they know what I'm talking about. You know, it might look like confidence and all that on the outside, but trust me, there's a healthy dose of fear. (laughs) And, but, you know, but we have, but the only way to survive the grind is to be extremely passionate. And I, for the first time in my life, realized, like in my earlier life, if you said, oh, you know, people like, I love helping people. I'm like, I don't give a shit about people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But that's the way that's the way the spirit has awakened me though over time is that i've been led to want to serve people and and now their happiness is my happiness their healing is my healing and i think that's why i'm so attracted to this business and so some days that's the only thing it's not the failure financially it's letting them down and not having that place they can come to because if if we close there just isn't anything remotely close to what we do you're right period Um, and sort of a a quick story on that and I owe all the credit to the love of the members in Plano so when the pandemic happened of course we're like we got to shut down oh my god for how long is this it this is finally that it now now we're going to die we've made it we're finally profitable but now we're going to be shut down and now we're going to go out of business so I'm like well whatever happens happens yeah Um, but I wrote this letter and I really was, it's probably like a songwriter, like a Nirvana, like you really need to go through something emotional to really write. So I was really, truly scared. And the words just began to flow to me. And basically what I said is that, you know, we're not a big business. We don't have unlimited finances. We can't survive this. We're a small business. And we have all these families that have moved here that come and depend on us. And we're scared to death. And so I want to make you guys a deal. If everybody, because there's no contracts here, but if everybody will just continue to pay us it's a little bit of money out of your pocket, but collectively, I'll keep everybody on the payroll. And this went to the members that you currently had? That's or right. You said the members. not a member. We sent the letter out to, this is in Plano, we sent this out to all of our existing members okay. at that time and basically tried to make a bargain and we will retain everybody on the payroll, we'll pay them, and because we're gonna pay them, we're gonna turn our work to philanthropy, we're gonna do charity work. And we weren't sure what that looked like yet, but we're yeah. gonna do it. And then we took all of our equipment and we said, we're going to loan it all out because nobody can get fitness equipment. So we cleaned it up. We sanitized it. We did curbside pickup. And those that were the longest members who had been the loyalists, right? So we sort of created a a tiered system all the way down. And the cars just came rolling in until we gave out all of our equipment, 100%, except we maintained a few dumbbells. And I'll tell you why. Were they just loaning it out and then they'd give it back? That's right. After when we go to open. Yeah, we're not just giving it away. (laughs) No, but we're we're letting them borrow it all out. Yeah, yeah. 
And so um, a lot of people, right, came back with heartfelt commitments. I, for one, will not be canceling my membership, and I will support you guys. So we said, okay, now we're going to do some charitable work. Because remember me, can't sit around and do nothing. Maximize, maximize, maximize. I said, we're going we're gonna to do some important shit. We're going to win the hearts and minds because I guess most companies, you know what they're going to do? They don't give a shit about their people. All these fitness companies out there, they, they talk about it, and I don't want to name names. Oh, I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, they all talk about our culture and our community. And I said, you know what? You're about to find out what it means when somebody walks the walk and talks the talk. And I mean that sincerely. And I took that burden on my shoulders, me and my partners. It's not just me. We made this decision. And we said, we're going to turn this into our our win. We're going to win the hearts and minds of people. So when we turn back on, they're going to realize who we really are, that it's not just talk. And we mean that sincerely. So we didn't let anybody go. We immediately the next day started streaming live workouts on IG. Nice. Right? Then we began to go through Vimeo and we provided live workouts around the world and we had people viewing us from around the world. Uh, we formed our own um, uh, charity team. We had over 100 people. We delivered over 4,500 hot meals in the community. So we would wear gloves and masks and drive meals to all of these families. We raised $8,000 in a GoFundMe account. We went and bought groceries every single week at Costco. We would sort them by boxes. We had a website where we're taking incoming requests and we would go hand deliver all of this stuff. We were going up to the hospital delivering things to the nurses. So for all of us, we never even went through, I never felt lonely. Jeremy, and this we, is so incredible. We had a, thank you. Good we had a, you. we had a smoothie bar so we didn't have to close because we were food. Ah, <laughs> the loophole. The loophole. Yeah. So we all showed up to work every day awesome. shooting our live video and doing all of this hard work. So our studio was just filled with groceries. And so that kept us busy. And we had a lot of members that volunteered. Uh, and it gave us a lot of purpose. So we were on like, what is that? Texas Live in the morning. Yeah. We did a live feed with them. We were in the Dallas Morning News. So we got a lot of really positive PR. And then uh, over the course of it, over the 60 days, when we went to reopen, we still had, at that time, we hadn't finished growing. We had over 1,000 people with memberships. And we had people that come to us through like third-party platforms like ClassPass and stuff. But these were just bonafide members. Yeah. And we still had 567 people who had continued to pay us without receiving a service, not because they had to, but because... They supported us, and they knew that if we went out of business, there would be no other gym that would ever motivate them, and they their lifestyle would change. And they how's invested in a, us. How's that for a pat on the back? Powerful. That, no, it wasn't even more sincere. That's powerful. Amazing. It was powerful, and we remember this, and we remind ourselves of this, and this is why we're so fucking grateful. Pardon my language. No, good. This it's is why deserved. when we're tired and Mario's tired and Ethan's been grinding out and Margo is exhausted and Pete's exhausted and Crystal's exhausted and Sabrina's exhausted and Zach's exhausted and Bonnie out there is exhausted and there's just many more I could keep going, right? Togger music producer's exhausted. This is why we do every day and that's why I say you truly have to have a higher calling and it really is a collective effort. I wish I could say I'm the, I'm the vision of it. I play a part in that, but it really is all of us collection of people together that have circled the wagons and we're protecting this brand and we're protecting our people and we're protecting our culture with the mission every day to deliver that experience. So that's honestly why we did it and uh, that's what fulfills us, honestly, brother. So, Jeremy, this is one of the most powerful interviews I've ever done. What? Yeah. 
No way. You, you, your energy is uh, the stories that you're telling me about BMF are incredible. I'm so proud to just be in the same room with you. What? Nah, get you. out of here, dude. I'm serious. I'm a dude's dude. I'm self. I'm screwed up and flawed I, too. Don't I, even. You know. No, no, no. I'm not worshiping you. I'm yeah. just extremely honored to be here and to to get this opportunity to talk. Well, to you. So I appreciate you too. You coming too? This has been an honor. I want to know um, what what's the best way for people to start. Because, uh, you, you know, everybody has their mental blocks. What what should somebody do to, to get started towards getting in here and coming to see you? Uh-huh. Yeah, real super easy. Go to the website, bodymachinefitness.com. There's a free class. Just come take a free class. There you go. That's all it is. You just basically sign up. You fill out a quick form. There's a schedule. Pick a class. Get into it. Um, you're going to make friends, right? You're going to, you're going to pick up on the vibe, right? You know, it's like, you know, today we try to describe it, but experiencing it is just male experiencing it. Right. And so that's all you got to do. And then you just got to have the courage to, uh, you got to just have the courage to just trust that we know what we're doing. Trust that we know all your barriers and obstacles. We too have been in your shoes and a million other people we've helped have been in your shoes too. And we're very good at this and we really are dedicated to helping you change so all you have to do is take that first step i mean get yourself out of the parking lot if i see you out there sitting in your car and indecisive (laughs) i'm gonna come out there and i'm gonna coax you into coming in and once i get you in i'm gonna get you into the room and once and all you got to do is just get through the first workout i think everybody is intimidated even those are in shape and then once everybody's gone through the workout everybody's like okay that was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I survived it, right? So we used to have this shirt said, um, I did BMF, you know, but did you die? (laughs) Because everybody has this perception because you watch social media. Look, marketing, how do I market the dichotomy of light, soft, fluffy, love of yoga, all the passion, all the things, but also hardcore. It's a real workout. We go hard and our spirits go hard, right? And we motivate you and primal and all these things. So in the end, you can't show a video of people sitting around talking, right? No. So we, so in the end, we, we stick with sort of the edgy, the nightclub, the, the thrill of it. And people get a perception of, oh, that's going to be too hard and too intense. And I can't do that. And there's the downside of trying to figure out the perfect messaging. But when they come in, what they don't expect is the dichotomy yeah and that's what catches people off guard right and then they feel inclusive right it feels inclusive they feel included they feel successful and that's just our magic and you got to trust me and you got to come in and you just got to let us impress you with all the things we try to do it now does it mean who knows your first visit we screw it all up you'll be that one person (laughs) but but, you know nobody's 100 percent. like you said we but we we are all doing our best every single day again as, le- as long as you know what our intent is is to deliver the best well you've got the support of fort worth roots for whatever that's worth we're going to be sharing your information on every platform we can okay sweet. whenever whenever y'all have something a, a deal an event uh june 4th i'll make sure this is in the show notes. yeah no this is going to be huge this is your fort worth community i mean these officers every day i'm at mad respect for them, yeah right so we'll make sure that we get that out there and everybody knows about it but thank you so much for having me out here is there anything you want to tell the listeners before we leave yeah if you ever show up here and you see a bunch of squad cars in front don't think they're here for you <laughs> they're actually here working out awesome. so the first time that happened i pulled up and i saw like eight squad cars oh, like shit 
who I'm, got robbed. Real quick, no, I'm like through my brain. What did I do? Is my car registration out? <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> did I not pay a ticket? Is there a warrant for something? Right, something. Should I just drive by casually, do a circle around? <laughs> and I said, oh no, I forgot. They're all coming to do their first workout with us. So that is so awesome. Uh, no, I, I guess yeah. I mean, that's it. Uh, we're gonna have that big event June 4th. It's gonna be huge. Um, yeah, I would say just for more information. Go to IG, right? Body Machine Fitness. Go to Facebook, Body Machine Fitness. Lots of little videos and stories there. Follow us every day. You know, if you're sort of somebody at home and all this has sounded really great to you, but it's going to take you a while to convince yourself and persuade you. I totally get it. Yeah. Right? Just because you hear something the first time doesn't mean you're going to get motivated. But just follow us for a while. See what's going on. And let that feed just keep kind of eating away, eating away. Me, I've never made quick radical changes in my life, you know, as I told you. To me, it's always a series of baby steps. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Just follow us. And then, uh, you know, when you're ready, reach out. We're here. And our regular listeners know this, but um, in the show notes for this recording, uh, the YouTube video or wherever they're listening to this, there's going to be links to your IG, your Facebook, okay. your Twitter. So okay. all they got to do, they don't have to remember that. They don't even have to look for it on their own. They can just go to the show notes and click on the link. So mm-hmm. Jeremy, one more time. Thank you. Can we do this again? I would love to do it again. And maybe we could go into some other content. Yeah, and I'll, hey, sure. I'll, if you'll allow me, I will punch in one thing. I just thought yeah, yeah. We are still looking for investors. We okay. are in that sort of middle ground where we, are with a second studio, are truly beginning to attract some interest of some institutional type of capital investors, um, which, but until those things are solidified, there still was a door open to be a part of this uh, and get involved. And, you know, if you have that type of interest, you know, you want to know more about it, um, you can email me directly at jsoder, which is J is in Jeremy, S-O-D-E-R, at bodymachinefitness.com, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Okay, and that will also be in the show notes. Fort Worth Roots, thank you all for listening. Jeremy, again, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll, we look forward to having you on again. Awesome. Right, thank you. you Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Jeremy, thank you so much for being a part of the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Thank you for bringing us out and letting us tour the facility. Folks, you are going to have to go check this out. We did a pretty good job of explaining the process and what goes on at this place, but you are not going to understand this until you walk inside. Again, that's over there off of 7th Street. The address for that is 2300 West 7th Street, Suite 100. It's not hard to find. Just look for that big, bright BMF logo. Uh, Their website is bodymachinefitness.com and I'll have all this in the show notes but you can also find all their social media links through that website this was a fun episode this is the kind of stuff that I dig for because you know the, the rabbit hole chasing leads into conversations that yield some some real knowledge so we, I, I feel like I learned a lot sitting there with Jeremy today and uh, that's part of what I like doing so Jeremy thank you again and I hope to get to sit down with you and have another really fiery, action-packed, non-stop, hardly taking a breath <laughs> recording with you, man. That was insane. The dude is just so full of energy, and it's uh, it's communicable. It makes you want to jump up and start doing stuff. Anyway, good dude. Really proud of them for the work they did during the coronavirus 2020. Businesses all shut down, and, and they found a way to help the community and keep the business alive. That's not something everybody did. He didn't have to do that. He could have just taking a nap instead which is probably what i would have done 
but this dude is not a nap taker he doesn't strike me as that so and he mentions in the episode he's 51 years old dude i hope i'm in that good a shape at 51 i hope i have his motivation and his drive at that age not that that's old jeremy i'm not calling you old i'm right behind you man June 4th, they've got an event out there. Um, I will make sure that on our Facebook page, you have uh, updates for that. But June 4th, they're going to open the place up to the public. They're going to have a bunch of shenanigans going on there. And uh, it's going to be fun. The place is fun. The people are fun. You walk inside the doors here. And uh, I consider myself a pretty good judge of environment. These people are sincerely in a good mood. Like They're all smiling and helpful and just nice got a really good energy really good vibe when you walk into this place and uh, the older I get the more uh, I focus on chasing people that are chasing joy or being around people that really are trying to make the best out of this life and the folks over there at Body Machine Fitness they fit that category so you should go check it out get your life together (laughs) and uh, have a great experience. And if nothing else, go in there just to experience the science of it. It's really cool. There's a lot of stuff coming out of this uh, alpha wave, beta wave, uh, brain hacking stuff. Um, The the more I dig into this and the more I talk to people that are uh, aware of this, uh, I see that it's a, it's a pretty big movement and it's big enough that it's uh, reinvented the uh, uh, gym membership wheel. I shouldn't have called it that. I'm sorry, Jeremy. It's not a gym membership. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, you compare this place, apples to oranges, to, say, 24-hour fitness. It's it's nothing like it. It's night and day. So, All right, I'm rambling again. Folks, uh, squadstx.com, get your boys outside. Um, for me, uh, when I look back at my memories from childhood, uh, the things that we did outdoors, uh, lots of stories uh, we could go into plenty of rabbit holes on that but those are the memories that are most present in my imagination when i i think about my childhood and i think probably most people are the same way so squadstx.com gives you a chance to get the kids outside the boys outside ages 10 to 16 i think is what i keep saying but you got to go check it out um squadstx.com and um i've i've talked to the owner the the founder of this uh, squad stx uh multiple times he's been on the show twice and we've hung out and he's just a good dude with his head in the right space so um i want to see this thing for him succeed as well uh river oaks spring fest car show you do not have to stay all day but come on by check this out see what we got going on fort worth roots will be there we'll have our pavilion i'll be taking pictures with folks and just talking podcast love to see you out there april 30th that's this weekend camp carter 6200 Sand Springs Road, Fort Worth, Texas. And since we're in such a rambling mood today, I wanted to tell you guys about what countries are listening to the podcast. Uh, Whenever you listen to the show, it pops up on an interactive map and I get to see what kind of region of the world you're in. I can't tell your address or anything like that. I'm not stalking you. But I can see that in the Republic of Singapore, we've got listeners. I'm going to read these off in reverse. So that's our 10th most popular place to to play and these go up exponentially you know in the united states it's uh it's over 90 percent of our listeners are here in the united states but uh number nine is canada eight switzerland seven republic of the philippines six republic of austria well we've got a huge following in hungary budapest uh to be specific federal republic of germany uh republic of france republic of india 
and then United States. So India is number two on the list for listeners. I think that is probably uh, more indicative of a, a cultural shift. Like I think people in India just really dig podcasts and um, there's so many people there. And since we are on a India based uh, podcast platform, we're actually on two. Uh, it's getting uh, kind of eaten up there in Republic of India. Uh, so what's up India, France, Germany, Budapest, Hungary, Republic of Austria. Thank y'all for listening to the show. My homies over in the Philippines. What's up? Switzerland. How y'all doing? Canada. Canada. You would expect more, right? Because they're our neighbors. I don't see Mexico in the top 10. What's that about? Well, no hablar espanol. Okay. Um, anyway, that's that. And our uh, analytics are way up. People are really starting to enjoy the show in more places and uh, a lot more listeners. So that's exciting for me. You probably don't care, but <laughs> I like talking about it. I'm bragging a little bit. Come on. Um, yeah, two episodes a week. That's where we're at now. Last week, the Thursday episode was late. Got it out on a Friday. I do not like doing that to you. I try to be as consistent as possible. Our Monday episodes are in stone. I'm not missing that. Um, it it would take you know illness or death or some kind of natural disaster to keep me from getting that Monday episode out. But those Thursday episodes are a hard reach, and um, I'm, I'm trying to stay ahead of that power curve. I hope y'all are enjoying it. I hope it's not too much, but I've got so many recordings uh, in the backlog that need to get out to you. So I'm just kind of pedal to the metal trying to knock these uh, post-edit uh, sessions out, get the episodes nice and pretty for you so they're ready for your drive to work or when you're standing there cooking. I don't know. That's when I listen to podcasts, either when I'm driving or I'm cooking. I uh, can always be reached at media at That's our email. And uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Any kind of input you got for me would be well received, whether it's negative or positive. Um, I'd like to know which uh, which types of episodes you like the most. Do you like our musicians? Do you like our entrepreneurs, our business owners? Do you like our authors, our comedians? What, what's your favorite? What do you dig? What's your favorite episode to listen to? Yeah, what's your favorite episode? Well, I know what your favorite episode is. I can see it here. Our number one episode. What is that? Let's see here. <laughs> episode episode uh, 54 with Lily Lorraine and uh, Matt is the top episode and has been for a long time. Uh, almost as soon as they got, um, almost as soon as that episode got published, that was our top episode. Um, and I don't know, I, they're great and it is a good episode, but I don't know why that keeps surprising me. And then right behind that's our mayor pro Tim of, uh, River Oaks. Darren Houck, our number two episode. And some of that is just indicative of, uh, I got to stop using that word so much, uh, of, of, of their group of friends and the people that support them. You know, they put it up on their uh, social media and people just rip it apart. And then our uh, episode 39 with Lucas Peterson and Morgan Moore. That's our third most popular episode. Now that one really is baffling because there's not much that goes into that episode. It's just us sitting around talking, um, which is not something that uh, that we do too much on this on this show. You know, we like to bring new people to you. Uh, we love repeat guests, but you know, just us sitting around gabbing. I've there, there's so many podcasts that are like that, and I I just don't really enjoy that. I like to uh, learn something or uh, you know, understand new people or whatever. Get outside the box. Not just a bunch of clowns sitting around talking to each other like episode 39. But it's one of our most popular ones. 
It's <laughs> wild. Betsy Price, that was episode uh, 45. That's our fourth most popular episode. Really cool. And, uh, you know, I had some people that literally dropped us off of social media because of that one, um, because she's a politician. Uh, but we kept the conversation completely foreign from politics. Like we did not talk politics. We simply talked about the growth of the community, uh, her time as mayor, uh, pro- programs that she fostered in and things like that. And she was running for uh, office at the time um, that has come and gone. And unfortunately, our uh, guest and our friend Betsy Price was not elected for that position. But uh, having met this woman and having watched uh, her as as mayor of Fort Worth for 10 years straight, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bet that she's not done um, being a part of our community. And uh, just, I don't know, I really like Betsy Price. And... uh, I'm glad that that's one of the top episodes, but not political and neither was the episode. So deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) Episode uh, 44 was our fifth most popular, uh, Shaq Mac. It's a local Fort Worth um, hip hop artist or rap. I don't know which box he puts himself in, but that's kind of a a, a tricky genre for me because I, I just consider it all rap, but it's not. It's hip hop, I think. Uh, Episode... uh, our first episode, episode one, is uh, our sixth most popular one with Grant Peterson and Dianella Martin. I can't wait to see these folks again. Grant is currently deployed out of country, uh, OPSEC, so I won't be telling you any more details on that. Uh, it's secret squirrel stuff. Um, and then Dianella, uh, educator uh, in Colorado. And uh, I want my friends back. I want them to move away from Colorado, so maybe one day that'll happen. But I need to go see them. We're kind of maybe planning a trip up there in June. So maybe I can get a recording knocked out. That'd be awesome. Episode 42 is our seventh most popular one. That's with Kate Greathouse. She's a local comedian here in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, that's not totally fair to say because she's all over the place. She's gigging up in Oklahoma and all over the state of Texas. So uh, episode 42, that is the seventh most popular one. That was a fun one. Uh, Morgan Moore got in on that and uh, co-hosted with us, Ruby Weston. Now, this was the most popular episode for a very long time. Uh, Ruby Weston is a uh, opera singer turned uh, jazz, turned entertainer for uh, long-term care facilities. And during the coronavirus thing, uh, if you will remember, a lot of you probably had family uh, inside one of these retirement communities or long-term care facilities. Um, they were not allowed to have visitors. They were not allowed to have any kind of contact with the outside world. And a lot of these people really do bank on having visitors. That's what they look forward to. And then also entertainment. Uh, Their activity directors at these facilities always had something scheduled, right? At least once a week, I think. Um, But whenever the shutdowns happen and they quarantined and kind of shut down the doors for all these places there were no more entertainers there's no more guests any of that well ruby weston and uh her friend marty they figured out a way to perform for these people while also social distancing they were playing from the rooftops of parking garages they were setting up inside courtyards uh, whatever they could do to make sure that they were following the cdc guidelines uh the facility guidelines um and, and also reaching out to these people. And I, I have to imagine that this is something that probably kept uh, some people alive just, just to have that 
um, that hope that, you know, we'll get back to normal someday. And so, uh, anyway, Ruby Weston is just a really powerful musician, an incredible lady, and, and now a really good friend of Fort Worth Roots. She's been on the show three times. And, uh, again, episode 12 was the most popular episode for months and months and months. And so now she is in the uh, number eight spot, but people still listen to that episode. And uh, that's no surprise at all. Ruby Weston is just a great, great person. And we don't actually, I don't feel like we talk a whole lot about music in that episode. We talk mostly about movies. (laughs) Ruby really likes her movies. And I do too. So we got to jaw jacking on that. Uh, Let's see. What is, hold on, I got it. Yep. And then Ruby Weston and uh, Marty Ruiz with Morgan Moore. Uh, that is in the number nine spot. So Ruby's got two spots in the uh, top ten. I'm telling you, she's awesome. And then uh, Jeffrey Smith, episode... Oh, hold on a second. I didn't tell you this. Ruby Weston, number eight spot is episode 12. And then the number nine episode... Number nine uh, in the roster for most popular is episode 57. And that's with uh, Ruby Weston and uh, Marty Ruiz with Morgan Moore. That, that was a really good episode. We had a lot of fun out there. We recorded that one in Marty's uh, studio out there uh, in Dallas. So that was a fun day. We had a lot of good good times with that one. And then our uh, number 10, episode 50 with Jeffrey Smith, um, owner of the ISIS Theater. And uh, he brought this thing back from the grave. And we uh, we get to talk about that. Uh, downtown... Downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater is the full name of that place. And it's down there in the stockyards. You've driven by it a thousand times. And maybe you've not really paid attention to it because you're trying to watch traffic or whatever. But it's hard to miss these days. It's all lit up and there's something going on there every night. Uh, Really incredible opportunity to sit down with Mr. Jeffrey Smith. And I hope we get to do more with him, more with the theater. Um, But that was a really fun episode. There's even a ghost story in it. Yep. There's a ghost. Anyway, that's episode 50, and uh, that's our number 10 uh, in popular episodes. Does any of this matter? No, but I felt like rambling today. I'm a little ahead. Of, uh, <coughs> I'm a little ahead of schedule. I got up early to doctor this episode up for you, make sure it was ready on time for Monday, and so uh, yeah, a little extra time for some rambles. <sighs> this show is uh, growing very quickly, and we're picking up a lot of attention. We've been uh, highlighted in a a digital magazine recently. This was like two or three weeks ago. And uh, our uh, friend Jessica Waffles, uh, who works for 91.7 KTX, I think that's right, KXT or something like that, radio, uh, included us in her coverage of Psychedelic Panther. So we're like getting media attention I mean, as, as light as it is. You know, it's not anything too serious, but uh, very flattered to get any attention. So, and those people didn't have to do that. So we appreciate it. But Things are happening over here at Fort Worth Roots, and it's because you listen to the show. So thank you, thank you. Um, that's it, dude. That was actually it, like twelve minutes ago, uh, fifteen minutes ago. But uh, yeah, rambles. All right, I will have an episode ready for you Thursday. If it's a little late, please don't be mad at me. But the Monday episode will be on time. Monday release podcast, absolutely. And uh, come on out there. Hey, did you listen all the way to now? Like, you still have not shut the episode off. You're a super fan. You're a Fort Worth Roots super fan. I don't care if you like it or not. It's true. And since you are, you should be coming out here to the River Oaks (laughs) Spring Fest Car Show, April 30th. Please come see me. You don't have to stay all day. 
Come check it out. Take a picture with me. That's what I want. I want you to come take a picture with me next to the banner. When you get out there, you'll be very, very happy that you did. It's free. Not going to cost you anything except a little bit of gas. How about those gas prices? My God. Well, you uh, probably all need to go get motorcycles. That's what I do. And it uh, saves a, a lot of gas. And you get free protein from all the bugs you eat on the way to work. So, all right. I swear to God, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. And I will see you Thursday. Peace. Actually, I thought of something. <laughs> I did. I thought of something. I want to shout out to the, uh, oh, God. Come on now, Andrew. The Funky Panther Podcast. I met these dudes um, out there at Arts Goggle. If y'all didn't go check out Arts Goggle, shame on you. They were uh, they, they missed two years, I think, of Arts Goggle down there on uh, Mag- Magnolia. Yeah, over off the uh, hospital district over there they do they were doing this every year and it started off like nothing right I, I, i'm not going to give you the numbers because i simply don't know but it was small it was a really small event and over the years it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and then uh 2020 they shut it down did not have uh, arts goggle that year did not have it last year i believe this is accurate but anyway i got to check this out uh yesterday went out to arts goggle saw trista morris out there selling some paintings uh just being an incredible human. She had my cards out telling people about the podcast. She was telling people about other musicians and offering to uh, uh, put the records uh, for musicians out to sell those too. So she was lending her time and uh, booth space to a lot of other people. And uh, I love that. I love that Trista Morris did that. I love that there are people in our community that are trying to help other creators. Um, So shout out Trista and um, anybody else that was out there. Um, Mickey Wendell, um, I think it's called Metalworks. They were out there with their uh, pavilion selling their stuff. They had a four-foot-tall dinosaur made out of metal. Uh, anyway, just really cool stuff. And they're going to have another event. I'm looking at a card now. It's May 28th out at Lola's Trailer Park. I think this is going to be the last event they do out there at Lola's before they move locations. It's the Beard and Mustache Championship. Uh, more information on that at NorthTexasBeardAlliance.com. Shout out, folks. I might go to that one. Um, I just got to see if my schedule is going to allow for it. But anyway, yeah, I ran into the Funky Panther people. Uh, the full crew was out there, and we just kind of talked shit, told some jokes, and uh, had a good time meeting each other. Um, I don't think they know that I have the Fort Worth Roots podcast. I don't. I think that was kind of lost on them. I think they just thought I was a fan. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, was <laughs> I wanted to keep that to myself and unless somebody asked and it didn't come up. So they have no idea who this weird guy was that knows a bunch about their podcast. But they did give me three stickers, three Funky Panther stickers. And these things are cool. I want stickers now. I want to be like the Funky Panther podcast. Those are really good dudes. And you should check out their show, the Funky Panther. And I think they stream on everything that I stream, um, but shouldn't be hard to find another local podcast theirs is totally different than ours they have like a sports segment and all these other things that are carefully curated it's not just one idiot uh rambling uh for 22 minutes at the end of his episode they don't do that should probably be taking notes anyway i just wanted to say something about art goggle because uh, i was excited to see it come back and it was hugely huge and i know next year it's going to be even bigger they had two stages i think 30 musicians and 
just a cool deal. And uh, next year, we need to all go out there and show our support. I don't know if we're going to get lucky with good weather two years in a row. Um, it was windy as hell, but no rain, nothing like that. So I'm glad that worked out for everybody. Okay. Sorry I tricked you. I'm seriously done this time. I promise. I swear to God. All right. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.